Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for november 16th 2022 i am your host jd from new york as always joined by my very good taco loving friend all the way from snowy chicago jesse what's going on brother it's good with you man it's not it's not here got like four flakes on the ground bro four bro i heard it was a lot worse than that Oh my god! Maybe my information was bad. I don't know. A little bit, a little bit, man. This is uh, this is not snow. This is frost on the ground. This is frost, man. Uh, frost. It's forty it's... degrees in New York, man. I can't stand it. We went from we went from eighty last week to now forty, and now it's gonna uh, be yeah. now it's gonna be winter. Uh, and, and winter's all, all, all officially already begun. I can't stand it. Same. It's cold. It's, it's cold. cold. It's cold. It's, You're it's, a lot colder it, it, than it, I am. 
Yeah, if it starts coming down long enough, it'll stick, man. But it, it hadn't really hit us that hard yet. You know what ain't you know what ain't sticking, bro? Dynamite. Uh, listen, you know, uh, there are a couple of bad seeds on Twitter that hate watch our show. What? And yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. You know, they 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 hate us. They hate me, but you know, they still watch anyway because this is the show. This is the place to be. But a couple of bad Hi, seeds. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Listen, man, Britt Baker cut a, a great promo tonight. Great yeah. promo. A great babyface promo. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I, I was thinking the same thing. A couple <laughs> of bad seeds on Twitter, brother. I hate watching our show that feel like we, we have now turned on Tony Khan and, and AEW, which I find to be utterly ridiculous. As I sit here in my unwashed AEW hoodie, um, we still very much love AEW, but if you can't take our honest criticisms as fans... Uh, maybe uh, you should get the fuck out, to be honest with you. Jesse, this show has not felt the same. Tonight was not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. It just did not elicit any excitement whatsoever. Typical with these go-home shows. I mean, they've done all that they can going into tonight's show. There wasn't really much left to build upon. We did get a couple of new match announcements tonight. Uh, one very big in particular. But what do you think of tonight's show, man? How's your overall feel of AEW? I know you texted me saying that this show felt like it was a drag for you. I know Bridgeport, Connecticut fucking sucked tonight. I mean, they weren't bad as barely alive uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. But um, it, it honestly hasn't felt the same, bro. And I'm looking forward to MJF winning the title. And I'm looking forward to Tony Khan hitting the reset button with MJF as the world champ. And I hope that is the, the, the turn that he, that he hopefully needs for the company. Yeah, the, you know, the, the elephant in the room is the crowd. We all know the crowd yeah. was really, really, really bad. And I'll say this much. Um, I did not enjoy tonight's show. You know, I really did not. <gasps> but oh my I gosh. will say this. I will say this. The crowd really, really did kill the majority of the show for me. It yeah. really did. No, I agree. I agree. Um, outside of uh, the crowd, um, there was some to like on this show. There was uh, actually yeah. a lot to like on this show. There was that great trios championship match. We got the death triangle against the return of Top Flight and AR Fox, who I'm a big fan of. And the Elite is back. It was announced that it will be Death Triangle versus the Elite at full gear for the trios championships. We had a great match with Bandito and Ethan Page. We got a very, very entertaining music video with the acclaimed making fun of Keith Lee and Sneaky Swerve, who was dressed as the Repo Man. We got Captain Insano, Paul White, five tacos for uh, the music video by the acclaimed as Jesse. And uh, we got an MJF appearance, which is never a bad thing at all. It's just I don't really feel like I felt with previous MJF feuds, and that's okay for Jesse and I to feel that way, it, it is obviously off. The only the only people that it's not feeling off to are the elitists and the super fans who find no wrong in anything. And if they hear any negative criticism, you're you're a fucking hater and you're negative and you're a Paul Levesque fucking drone. But uh, that's not the case, Jesse. I feel like Tony Khan needs to go into New Jersey at 100 miles an hour on Saturday and come out of this thing fucking just on, on cloud nine. Now, I don't want to make any excuses for Tony Khan and, and AEW, but, you know, I, I do understand the predicament that he that he was in. You know, I, I feel a lot of it could have been 
avoided coming out of All Out. But if you look at everything major in the company, you know, Moxley, I, I, don't, I don't think Moxley was going to be the champion leading into this paper. I, I know for a fact he was not going to be the champion leading into this pay-per-view. Uh, CM Punk is off television. The elite have been off television for the majority of the full gear build. You know, all of his long-term plans got fucking burned in that e- enormous fire at All Out. And he had, to, he had to basically rewrite his major storylines, and I feel like that's what we're getting the remnants of. We're getting remnants of Plan B and Plan C. And, and like I said, I hope going into Saturday and coming out of Saturday's pay-per-view with MJF as champion, that whatever plans Tony Khan had are picked up on, and we move forward with whatever he had originally planned, because I feel like right now he's just basically winging it until we get to that light at the end of the tunnel on Saturday. Oh, I agree. It feels like a lot of the dynamic is really off when it as it pertains to the upper card. And I want to okay, so I want to understand and give him a little bit of credit because like you just said, um dealing with the fallout from, you know, um the scrum. I mean, it's very unpredictable. I mean, you plan on Punk being your champion, you plan on this and plan on that, and then it all get thrown to shit, so you have to rework shit. But I'm kind of in the belief that that's been long enough to the point where creative can could have corrected this ship at this point. I yep. really do. And I think the dynamic with the MJF babyface-looking thing is kind of throwing shit off. No matter how it comes out on Saturday, even though it, it just feels like MJF is going to go back to being healed and it looks like, you know, uh, Regal's going to turn with him and everything else. We'll see. But the buildup you're giving us to get to that point is so boring. It's so boring, man. And not only that, I'll tell you this too. It's my first time mentioning it to you. I think bringing the elite back as a trios is a mistake. I think we need Kenny Omega as a singles at the top of the card dealing with MJF and Moxley. Um, and the and the Bucks can go back to the tag division. Yeah, you have I, enough I, trios I, competitors. Yeah, I you know now that you mention it, I mean we'll we'll cycle back to that because I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, but as far as Moxley and MJF, you know, just looking at it head on, you know, we all love MJF, and we know the match is going to be killer on Saturday. The, the whole show is going to be great. Don't get me wrong. Don't the get car me looks, wrong. The car looks stacked. Don't do not get me wrong. I am very excited for Full Gear. I just don't. Yeah. I, I, I'm not feeling how I was going into Revolution or or, yeah. or or Forbidden Door even. You know, Forbidden Door's build wasn't even there. It was non-existent. The show was great. So I'm kind of attributing this to the same thing like I did with, with Forbidden Door. Um, all Out, I, I felt somewhat excited about going into All Out. And I, I want to bring this to your attention. Maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. With, with what we're seeing now with MJF and John Moxley, is, is this the storyline that, that that Tony Khan had for Punk and MJF with Moxley filling in for Punk right now. It, it, would you see MJF the way we see him now in, in a feud potentially if CM Punk was opposing him on Saturday? Would, would we be seeing this MJF or would we be seeing the real MJF? I don't think so. Because it, it mean, and, and this is just me looking at Punk's reaction to MJF's reaction when he returned. And it really looked like that that babyface reaction that he got in Chicago really hurt him. Yeah. So MJF, you know, leaning towards babyface or tweener or whatever you want to call it during this run, probably wouldn't have boded too well for Punk. 
No, no, not and at all. If you can see that reaction tonight, it was a there was some 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 downward tone, some mm, some ooh, some maybe some boos for Moxley as it pertained to him and MJF tonight. Yep. Oh, we, we got a bomb. We got a one hundred dollar super chat in the OTS venue from sixteen hockey nerd fan. Cheers to you, J.D., Jesse, and the rest of the OTS family on this special night. I did not watch A.W. Dynamite tonight because it's my 30th birthday, and I had some iced tea with Grey Goose. Have a good night, guys. OTS for life. You're getting another round of applause there, hockey nerd fan. Happy fucking birthday, man. Let me see those birthday cake emojis in the live stream chat. Happy birthday, brother, and thank you for the $100 bomb early on on this Wednesday. Now, you mentioned the elite, Jesse. Um, I am happy that they're back. Uh, I think the show desperately needs their energy. Yes. Um, but what you said makes a ton of sense because I'm going to cycle back to MJF in a second. And, and even and even if he does not walk out, which I don't see happening, I don't know why he would make that decision. Tony, kind of not give the title to MJF. Even if Moxley does walk out the champion, it, it's going to result in the same thing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attribute this to both Moxley and MJF. The Elite, bro, coming back, trios, trios championships, death triangle, full gear. I I don't like the makeup of the match because it's very unfair to death triangle. Now, we I, I think we're all under the assumption that the Elite are going to win this match. They're, they're not coming back to lose. So the way I see it is transitional champions in death triangle, and Tony Khan basically made them interim champions without actually using the term interim on TV. And now the elite are back, and we're going to get a tremendous match on, on Saturday night. No doubt about it. It may be match of the year candidate on Saturday night. And they're going to win the trios championship. Is, is that where their value lies? Because if you look at the main event scene, if Moxley walks out, who does Moxley have as, as a top-tier contender going into the next pay-per-view? Nobody. I really can't see anybody right now on that roster that is going to get me excited for a main event at the next pay-per-view. If MJF walks out as the champion, he probably will turn heel uh, or, or go back to what we you know, know MJF to be. But who, as a babyface, outside Moxley, is MJF going to oppose at the next pay-per-view to really make it you know, a mega, mega main event? So right now they're in the same dilemma and if you put Kenny Omega back in the main event scene, healthy now, 100% or close to 100%, I think that would change the entire complexity of the main event scene on Dynamite. And that's exactly what they need. Because right now, to me, it's ice cold. It is. It really is. And not only that, they have another dilemma they have going on right now. Moxley is already a three-time world champion. Yeah. He just got this title back soon after the last pay-per-view. And now, from what everybody's, you know, predicting, it looks like he's going to lose it again. I'm not okay with that. You know, just for the simple fact of you're making his title reigns mean nothing. Um, And you look at the elite with these trios titles, they held the debut of the trios, of the trios titles waiting for Kenny. Kenny get back, got himself suspended with the Bucks, put him on death triangle, bring him back, and now they're supposed to win him again. I, I'm not a fan of just hot potatoing titles. I, I, I'm I'm really, really, really against it. And there's no reason for this. 
I understand it through a uh, you know this whole situation through a, a wrench in your in your plans, but you just gotta refocus and and reshift and push everything down the line. I don't want Moxley to be a four time champion, you know, going into another year or so. And the trios titles just feel like you just made them for the elite because you are really hell bent on putting these damn trios titles on the elite. Yep. It's not, it, it's you're forcing it. I don't think you have to force it. You have enough to just let it play out down the road. You can get the, the, the trios titles back on the elite later. You can have Moxie lose to MJF later. I, to be honest with you, I wouldn't have booked this match with MJF and Mox this soon. Well, I, I mean, if, with, I would have came up with another opponent for Moxley for this pay per view, and then had Max go into the next one. If MJF wins, if MJF wins the title, which I hope he does on Saturday, uh, I think that will erase your uh, problem with Moxley uh, becoming uh, another champion or with another championship, with a four time champion. Right now, he's three time champion. I don't think Moxley. I don't think anybody's going to win the championship if the MJF wins. He's going to hold that for the entire. Uh, run that he's on until his contract supposedly is up in 2024. He's not losing that championship at all. He will be the guy to carry that brand and that show through all of 2023. But as far as the elite, you know, I I don't know what Tony Khan has planned. I know we've seen uh, a couple of vignettes. We'll probably get another vignette on Friday uh, on Rampage, which is live on Friday night. We've seen vignettes about the House of Black returning. If the elite are going to win the championships, we've also been seeing teases of Pac, you know, with the hammer and, you know, the, the death triangle not wanting to use nefarious means to win matches. So, you know, there is an opening for them to really make sense of it and take the titles off the death triangle without making them look really like schmucks, you know, basically holding the championships for the elite. They, they could break them up uh, with Pac wanting to cheat and then the Lucha Brothers not really for that and then that costs them the title. But... After the match is over and the elite win, bro, the House of Black needs to step in, and we need to see weeks and months of television leading to a an eventual trios match at the next pay per view. We we need to see Malachi in there with Kenny. We need to see you know Buddy Matthews and Brody King versus you know the the, the Young Bucks or any any combination of those three guys against the Young Bucks. That's what's going to be the mega feud going into the new year, and that's what needs to be. If that is the, the the plan and the direction, I have no problem with the elite winning the championships. Again, full gear is going to serve itself as a reset. Now we're getting the House of Black back on television. That is the perfect way to reintroduce the House of Black, throw them right into the mix with the trios championship. So there are ways that they can work themselves out of this and really make it exciting coming out of Saturday show. Yeah, so let me ask you this, though. So MJF wins a title. Let's say he wins a title on the Saturday. Yeah. Who does he feud with? I just asked that. I, there is no baby face. Honestly, we could see Claudio. We could see Brian. But, I mean, those are the biggest names that he's got as far as a baby face. You know, obviously, obviously everyone's going to point to Wardlow, but y- you can't do that now. You yeah. have to win. It's going to be another, at least another... 12 to, to 15, maybe 18 months before we see something like that. Warlow it's not ready not for ready. it yet. He's yeah, the world ready. is not ready for it yet. No, he, Warlow was ready coming out of his MJF feud. Um, Not now. No. Not now. No, Brian and Claudio are the only ones, to be honest with you. Ricky Starks, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy. I mean, those are, those are easy. Those are go-tos and... You know, MJF has had great matches with Darby and great matches with Jungle Boy, but 
is it going is it going to sell big pay-per-view numbers? That's the thing. What has he got planned? His big pay-per-view numbers went out the window with CM Punk. That was the big fucking draw there for the World Championship. Right now, honestly, the way the World Championship scene looks, it's the weakest it's been in a long time on AEW television. And these things are genuine concerns. If they were not, it wouldn't be on my list of things to talk about. Who does he have lined up? You have to start thinking long-term now. There is nobody. There's nobody. There there probably is somebody, but it's not going to be somebody that's overly exciting. Yeah, but this this is why bringing Kenny back to be in the trios title feud is is a mistake. See? Yeah. That's that's not that's not what I mean he is sorely needed as a single in the main event scene. Him him and him and Don need to get out there and do what they do and I mean I don't know if 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 Moxley retains, I can see Moxley and Kenny going into a feud. Um if MJF wins, I don't know who he feuds with, man, because I can't see this guy staying as a baby face. I really can't. I cannot. And he he needs to be a heel. So I don't know where they're going with this. Unless it's for the rematch. Unless it's for a rematch with Moxley. A lot of people in the chat are saying Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is not ready, and he's still feuding with um with um the the um the Hobbs, no? Yeah. Hangman. How many times is Hangman gonna get a world championship match? Hangman, no. He's gotten nope. so many world championship matches and failed at world championship matches. You wouldn't put him in another world championship match because he's Adam Hangman Page and he's a big baby face. He's lost. Yep. It's not work. You have not booked him strong enough. No. So, so nope. There, there is nobody. Starks is not ready. Omega. Omega's always ready. Hangman, seen it. Brian. Brian deserves, Brian. A, Brian deserves a, a fucking uh, beach chair in the sun, too, you know? I mean, Brian would be great. It feels if it if, if to me it feels like Brian does not want to be put in that spot. I don't blame Cause him because he could have been put there a long time ago. I don't blame him. Adam Cole, people. Adam Cole. Why would you want to see Adam Cole lose to MJF? Everybody that's going to go up against MJF needs to be. It, it, it's a sticky situation. It needs to be somebody that's going to do the job, be great at it, and have it be a mega main event. But also is not going to be the world champion. You know. Adam Cole, you're going to put Adam Cole against MJF? I'd love to see it, but it's not going to happen. Adam MJF's, Cole's not winning the world championship. MJF's title run has all the makings to to come off as a failure already. Already. Genuine concerns. I, I, there's yes. nothing in his future for him. Genuine concerns. This is why This is why I'm afraid maybe they put the title, uh, they keep the title on John Moxley. So I'm, I'm, I, I don't... I, I don't think the fans in New Jersey are going to really care for that. I think they need to. Keep the title on John Mox. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, for right now, I mean, it, it serves two purposes. I mean, one, um, you give Moxley a better title run, make him a little bit more legit rather than the guy that's just holding it from the, to the next pay-per-view. And MJF is always going to be MJF. The the fans are going to watch him chase whether he's a heel or a babyface, and hopefully it's it, it's a heel, and a heel MJF with you know babyface Moxley go you know still by while he's still chasing. I'd rather see that than Moxley lose it yet again. It's be the second pay per view pay per view in a row where Moxley lost the damn title. Yeah, you're killing this guy, man. Yeah. I mean, come on, how much, how, how much are you investing into Moxley to book him so weak? You, he has to be a strong champion, man. We got another $100 bomb from Nick. 
motherfucking Williams, man. Oh, my goodness. First off, MJF should not be babyface, period. That's number one. Number two, Jesse, I agree. Kenny Omega needs to focus on singles competition. Three stops showing Ring of Honor on AEW TV. I want to see AEW wrestlers, not Ring of Honor wrestlers, shoved down my yes. throat. If MJF does not win, then I'm a rant myself, says Nick Williams with the $100 bomb. Thank you, Nick Williams, as always, brother. Yes. VIP in the venue. Uh, yes. Yes. Kenny Omega should absolutely focus on singles competition. Uh, I think that's where his value is right now. Uh, I don't know why they uh, did not. Maybe maybe we get that. Who knows? Maybe the Death Triangle end up winning. I have no fucking idea. More than likely not, but I think that's the best way to go about it. But, yes, there, there are a lot more questions. There are a lot more concerns than positivity and, and answers coming out of the MJF and John Moxley situation. We will see what Tony Khan decides to do on Saturday, but uh, the issues and the discussion is definitely there. So it's going to be very interesting to see play out. Yeah, it'd be weird to have the Bucks come back and just win the trio's titles. I mean, they haven't been on TV at all in the buildup or yeah. anything like that. Just show up and just win. It would. I, I I could see them coming back to try to win the titles and then something happening, something going yeah. wrong, something else happening. Something else that would be a catalyst to form the direction that they actually want to go in. Because maybe it just makes more sense to have them come back and try back for the trio's titles that they, you know, never lost. Mm -hmm. And now that they wrap that up with a loss to Death Triangle, then they can have them go on and do the, you know, the things they're going to do. Maybe we get that. Yeah. And not only that, it, it's, it helps solidify Death Triangle as a, as a formidable trio's uh, uh, champions. Yeah. And we'll see. It's going to be very interesting to see what he's got. Up his sleeve does TK. The other big thing that happened tonight was Soraya and Britt Baker. Not in the same ring, but both in backstage promos to one another. Paige, or Soraya, I should say, uh, was interviewed by Renee. And Britt cut a promo basically by herself to the live audience. Uh, I thought Soraya was very short, sweet, and to the point. And we didn't really need to hear much of what she had to say. She said everything that she needed to say. Last week in that great promo she cut against Britt Baker. Britt Baker's promo was great last week, but it was better this week. And Jesse, it definitely had baby face overtones to it. And it's something that I was actually A, surprised by, and B, kind of worried about at the same time because, you know, this audience is very fickle. These AEW fans are very fickle. Uh, and Britt has made uh, assumptions to that in her promo work as of late in this feud with Soraya. They are very fickle. Uh, the fans love you one week, and then they turn on you the next week. With this babyface promo and, and the wording that Britt used and the whole picture that Britt painted, wrestling in Jacksonville, in Daly's place, being the light during a dark time for the wrestling world during the pandemic, and that she was there every week, and she's the division, she's the heart and soul of AEW, she's the face of AEW, this is her house. The wording that she used, bro, you know, it, it's not, it's not Britt. Heel Brit, it's it's real Britney, you know, speaking to us, speaking to the audience. Is that going to have any effect on how the fans react and receive this match on Saturday? Because after what Brit said, I mean, there's nobody that's listening to her speak that's going to deny what she said is, is, is not true. And it's very powerful stuff to a point where most of the audience is going to agree with her. Could, could you see the fans turning on Soraya in light of Britt Baker after what she did tonight? Yes. I mean, for a couple of reasons. One, like you just said, that the promo that she cut 
Britt Baker was very babyface esque. I mean, it's, I mean, the way she cut it and the things she said. I mean, are we so. I mean, are we supposed to garner sympathy for her because that's that's kind of how the promo felt, you know? And not only that, um, Soraya's crowd reactions have been have already been lukewarm at best. So, this promo by by Baker is not going to help that at all. At all, because yeah, it, it feels like the crowd is gonna get behind Britt Baker in this, and it's not the dynamic that they're aiming for. I don't believe there's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I could be wrong. This match is going to be very interesting on Saturday. It's either going to be highly, highly, highly receptive. People are going to love it. People are going to think, oh, my God, Soraya is so great. She hasn't missed a beat in five years and blah, blah, blah. Or it's going to be under a microscope, and it's going to be dissected heavily, and people who don't like her or don't like Brit or don't like anything coming out of the women's division are going to claim that, it's the worst thing that they've ever seen and that this was a waste of money for Tony Khan to sign Soraya to the company and, you know, she's back and she's not good and blah, blah, blah. This was a waste of time. It's going to, it's going to be very polarizing on Saturday. I, I know it already. I feel it. And I got to prep myself just to, you know, get ready for it because I know no matter what I say, it's going to fucking not resonate with some people. But how do you see the match coming off on Saturday, Jesse? Are, are, are you worried about... Soraya outside the crowd reaction that is are you worried about Soraya and what she's going to be able to deliver are you, are you confident in Brit uh leading her to a good match uh what you feeling going into this I'm excited to see what they do and what they produce but you know I'm not expecting some fucking uh five-star Mac classic here no I mean if you so it's all about Soraya and and you know the ring rust and what she's able to do or not do as far as bump wise or spot wise um if you're asking me to predict how the flow of the match is going to go. I'm going to say it's not going to be that good, you know, and in simple fact of, I mean, I'm, if, if I'm producing this match, I'm going to err on the side of caution before I'm trying to put on, you know, a five-star classic. I think it's important that Soraya comes out of this match unscathed. Yeah. I mean, that's the important thing right now is she just want to get in there and get her feet wet, get in the high profile match um and 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 get in the ring with someone she can work with. You know, Britt Baker will be fine for her. She'll be safe for her. And and as long as everything goes off without a hitch, I think that's what's important. There's nothing on the line here. Um, we all know that Soraya's gonna win. It's just a matter of how how she comes out of that match. I mean, she she just needs to come out of it healthy. And that's all I want to see. Yeah. Um, we don't know. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the match. Anything can happen, but uh, 
needless to say, I'm excited to see what they produce. And uh, hopefully it really stands up to all the level of hype. And it stands up to, you know, the big introduction, or I should say reintroduction of Soraya in AEW after all these years of being away. Um, hopefully it just, uh, it, it goes off and we, we get a decent match out of it. That's all we can ask. Uh, what, if, well, what, what if Thunder Rosa comes back? I don't know. And, co- and costs Britt Baker the match. And that's why Britt Baker's leaning towards babyface because Thunder Rosa is going to come back as heel. Listen, I think that's a great idea. I, I think that needs to happen. I, I think uh, I think we need to move on from uh, this Thunder Rosa uh, world champion uh, leading the division bullshit. Uh, I think, uh, like you said last week, I think Tony Storm needs to beat Thunder Rosa and, and really solidify herself as the woman in that division, the champion. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I hate the fact, because Tony's been there every week. She's wrestled, yep. she's wrestled every week, almost every week. She's wrestled on Dark. She's wrestled on Rampage. She's yep. wrestled everybody in the division as interim champion. I think it's about time we start calling her champion and not interim. So, uh, yep. uh, listen, I think we're coming up to the time where, you know, Thunder Rosa said, hey, give me a couple of months. It's coming up to that time. I think we need to move on from that. I love that idea. I think that would be great. And a Thunder Rosa Hill yep. turn would be a nice fresh coat of paint on someone that right now isn't really resonating at all with the audience. So I'd love yeah. to see that myself. Yeah, it'd it be something. It'd be, it be something because everything's just falling flat right about now. Yeah. It's not the only, I mean, everything is falling flat in, 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 in AEW. Yes. It's, not, it's not hitting. The only thing that's really over, the only thing that is tremendously over is the acclaimed. And, and that's it. You know, yeah. everything else is just there. Even MJF yeah. did not get a reaction like we have been seeing in Bridgeport, Connecticut. It's it's very, it's just very sad. This this babyface shit has turned people indifferent. Yes, you know, people. I when I go see a live AEW show and Maxwell Jacob Freeman is in the ring, I want to be insulted. Yes, I want him to shit on my city. I want him to shit on everything going on around him, and I want him to shit on his opponent. I don't want to see him. This this dynamic doesn't feel right. You 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 are literally doing a one eighty from everything that made him who he is today. Mm-hmm. You know, I I've made this comparison before, but it feels like Austin turning uh, heel with Vince at WrestleMania. It has that feeling like this is like this should not be happening right now. Like what is happening right now? I think everybody agrees. Everybody agrees with you. Uh, we've been saying this yeah. for weeks. Uh, like I, I've said it on, I've said it on Twitter, uh, like uh, several weeks ago. MJF should not be a babyface. It's, re- no. it's fucking ridiculous to me. No. And that's where the indifference is coming from. And, and you don't want, you don't want that on your show. And, and that's going to make Tony Khan look like a fucking geek because it's gonna, it's gonna play off to the audience like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. And MJF should be the easiest fucking guy on his roster to go out there and creatively write for and book. And what the fuck are we yeah. doing? This firm shit is garbage. Oh my god, it's bad. This firm shit is fucking dog shit. It's what bad. are we doing? It's bad. Listen, it's really listen. Bad. You know, I, nobody wants to hear the fucking honesty anymore. You know, this is this is the no. fucking problem with the community. You know, Jesse's always been honest with, even with me. I'm Jesse's one of my best friends. He's always honest with me. I would not want it any other way. If I fuck up doing something, Jesse's gonna fucking let me know, and it's up to me to listen or not. I do listen, and I, I accept yeah. it. That's the way I want. I would not want it any other way. The reason why he's on this show is because he's going to be honest with you. I would not have it any other way. This firm shit sucks. Even John Moxley, Jesse, alluded to, uh, to in, in his promo tonight, the worst ending to a ladder match I've ever seen in my entire life. That's a, that yeah. was a shoot. That was a yeah. legit shoot. This is bad. Nobody gives is... a fuck about Lee Moriarty. Get him out. 
No. His shit sucks. He doesn't belong there. Get him the fuck out, okay? Morrissey, someone like that, how, he, how he's here, and this is what they're doing with him. Are you fucking serious? When we need, yeah. when we need people for Wardlow to fucking wrestle for the TNT championship, Morrissey's hanging around Lee Moriarty. Ethan Page is great. Get him out of there. We don't need him in there hanging around. He's great on his own. And, and yeah. Stokely, I mean, come on, bro. If this is not leading to MJF using these guys and all of it is one big fucking coup, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here, but th- this shit sucks. It's bad. And you know it's all creative because when Stokely showed up in AEW, we were all about it. Like, this is great. Good. This guy's a fantastic mouthpiece. You know, do this, do this. It'd be great. Somehow, the creative they came up for him it sucks. It's, it's, it sucks. I'm not interested in... When Stokely Hathaway comes out, I seriously cringe and don't want to watch. I mean, it, it is bad. I'm sorry, man. It is really bad. And it should not be bad because he's really good. I don't think Tony Khan knows how to book a fucking stable. There's no impact coming from the firm. None. And listen, I don't want people to jump on my case and Jesse's case for being Triple H marks, but I'm going to use them as an example. Look at Judgment Day. Judgment Day is probably one of the best things about Monday Night Raw. Could Judgment Day be better than what they are? Sure. But look at what Judgment Day are and look at the stories that Judgment Day has been in and look at what they did with Edge and Beth Phoenix at Extreme Rules. I don't think Tony Khan knows how to book a fucking group. Just follow the simple, you know, formulaic way of booking a group. They come out, they attack in packs, they attack in numbers. That's all we see. And there's no name value in any of these fucking groups. The name value you had was MJF, but now you want to present them around and parade them around as a fucking baby face and, and not working with them. So their value went down to fucking nothing. There's zero value there. No. Why do I care? Why? None. I don't. What are we doing here? The firm. I don't and get I, it. And I love, I, love, I love how people, like you said when we started, you know, if we don't like the show, you know, then we're WWE dick rod. This, 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 this is very relevant in today's day and age because these are the people who blindly follow someone regardless of the shit that they say and do. I don't do that here. We don't do that here. We don't blindly follow and support anyone. If it's great, we're going to call it great, man. And we will continue to call it great until it's not because when it's not great, we're going to call it not great. And when it sucks, we're going to say it sucks. That doesn't mean we're dick riding anyone. If we watch WWE and it sucks, we're not dick riding AEW. It's just the product is bad. You guys need to stop blindly following anyone or anything or any company. Think for yourself. Have your own opinions and then go from there. Don't think what people tell you to think. That's the problem. People, people surround themselves with people, other people, that have the same opinion as theirs, and they, they combat nothing. And then everybody like me and, and Jesse, when we say something that they don't necessarily agree with or it doesn't fit their narrative, we're looked at as, oh, they're negative, they're haters, they're, they're dick riders of, of Triple H now. Motherfucker, I've been, I, listen, I've been a, a Triple H mark since early NXT black and gold, okay? So pardon me for me being right after all these fucking years about wanting his me- methods on the main roster. Vince is gone. You know what I'm for? You know what I stand for? Good good booking. You know what I stand for? Good quality pro wrestling. Some of this shit is not sticking with me, and that's fine. 
That's it may stick with you. Fine. It is what it is. But that doesn't mean I can't come on my fucking show and tell you that the shit sucks. The firm sucks. Get them the fuck off television and, and, and get MJF back to being MJF. Like Jesse said, I want MJF to fucking call me a fucking video game virgin and fucking get on with the show. That's all I yep. want. That's it. That's it. That's what I want. That's what the fans want. The, the reaction right now. How could you sit there and live with the fact that MJF is getting lukewarm fucking reactions? How? I, I do not want to cheer MJF. No. I'm going to cheer him anyway because I love the fucking prick that he is. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I don't want the audience to fucking cheer. I don't want to hear fucking cheers no. from MJF. No. I don't. This guy, remember, remember, think back, think back a, a, a half a year, a few months, a, a year ago. This guy would come out, his music would hit, and the fucking booze would give you goosebumps. Give you the chills. The crowd stood up and raged in booze. That's what we want. That reaction. People come out. This guy hold up his fucking pinky finger ring. People ready to throw shit. That's who we want. That's who we had. And you took it from us. Not sure why, but we don't like it. Maybe, maybe it's all he did say, you know, uh, he, he did talk about the devil and, you know, the devil will reveal himself and all this other shit. You know, I hope that's I hope that's the case. But even if he doesn't end up aligning with the firm, I, I don't want to fucking see them on television in their current state. Just get them the fuck out of there. And we don't, yeah. MJF doesn't need anybody. MJF just needs a microphone. That's about it. And the fucking world title at this point. But no, more, no, they don't they don't need Morrissey or Moriarty. Make them a tag team. Make them a tag team. I even pitch bring Enzo back and put him with Morrissey, man. Yeah. It it would be interesting. And Enzo, as far as I know, as far as I've heard, he's been keeping his nose clean on the indies. And he looks great. Looks bring him back, man. What are we doing? Bring him back. Make them a team. Enzo is gold on the microphone and creative. They can come up with something creative for the tag team and they can get over and we can see those two versus the acclaim. Yeah. And you're giving them ideas. Imagine that. Anyway. Awesome. Awesome. We're gonna get we're gonna get into the show quickly. I just want to go over uh, a couple of things uh, for you guys that is going on in the uh, OTS realm. Um, if I got it queued up on my stream deck here, let me see if I still have it. I think I do. We got new exclusive merchandise, guys. Okay, I, I want to show this on the screen. Lucharillas, uh, Lucharillas, and Off the Script have joined forces. This is a relatively young startup company. Uh, they do amazing work. The artwork is incredible. If you guys want to go and get this limited edition exclusive shirt, it will only be available for three weeks. LuchaRillas.com. You guys are going to type in off the script or JD from NY in the search box on their website. It'll show right up. You guys got three weeks to get this exclusive design. I want to thank them for such a great piece of artwork. So if you guys want to go get that T-shirt, it is now available on LuchaRillas.com. Available for three weeks. Say again. Yeah, that's J.D. Rilla, bro. J.D. Rilla, and it's all about what the fuck are you drinking and the cold beverages, man. So make sure you guys go and get that at LuchaRillas.com. Follow me on social media at J.D. from wait, M1206. Wait, wait, back, back to these awesome shirts, man. Hold on. So is this the front and back of the shirt? The uh, the front of the shirt is the little crest plate. Yeah. Uh, the back. And the back of the shirt is the, the full-fledged figure. Yeah. That's an awesome shirt, bro. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, that's available. Go get that. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. You guys can follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart on Twitter as well. Uh, bro, what's going on with uh, Dark, your streams, and this PS5 giveaway, man? What's going on with that? Bro, remember a couple of weeks ago when we had that fucking lit-ass Dark Elevation that was better than Raw? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's over, bro. I figured. That, 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 that gravy train has passed. Yeah, I figured. I mean, I'm here to be honest with you, man. And we had that one week where Dark was fucking awesome, and I came here and sung its praises. But now we're just... And again, and, and, and this is a, the, the, the broader audience, and maybe someone's listening. With Dark, we don't expect TV-quality shows. Just give us something and sprinkle some continuity in it. Yeah. That's it. That, that's it. We used to have the enhancement talents come out. They get their entrances. And then they got time in the rain to get their shit off, and they got time to get people invested, get invested into them. That was great. You know, now we just got guys standing in the ring, and then guys come out and they treat them like Braun treats fucking Chin guy, and and that's boring. That's boring. Give us my entrances. I want to root for these jobbers, man. I want to root for them to try to at least do something interesting to get a deal. That's when Dark was interesting. So that would be great. Also, the PlayStation 5 giveaway is starting to wind up December 2nd, Friday, for the Rampage review. We will raffle off a brand new 825 gigabyte PlayStation 5 disc version. Oh, my goodness. Disc version. Try to go buy one in the stores today. Not happening, bruh. Not happening. Join me on this channel and find out more details. Also, guys, make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. I need a 1,000 likes minimum, no questions asked. If you guys agree with any of the topics that we discussed already and you think MJF should stay heel and be a heel, I think I'm going to need you to hit that thumbs up. So make sure you guys go and do that. Uh, Super Chats are open. Get them on in. we got a couple hundred dollar bombs already. And new memberships. Get them on in, man. We're always accepting applications to the OTS venue. Become a channel member today. On off the scripts. Jesse, we're going to start off with the opening match. We had the Ring of Honor World Champion in Chris Jericho, the Ocho, and Sammy Guevara teaming up against Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli. Um, this was a very good match. I love the ending to this match and surprising to see that Jericho tapped out clean. This was no bullshit. There was no outside interference from any of the other JAS members. This was clean in the center of the ring. Now, he did try to use Floyd the Bat, but Claudio got the big Claudio swing on him. So, Guevara and Danielson are in towards the end of this thing. They made hot tags. They had a stare down. Danielson leaned over uh, Guevara with some nasty forearms and really was going at Guevara with some Brian offense strikes and some kicks. Guevara went to go rake for the eyes. He looked for the GTH. Danielson rolled through into a label lock. Guevara got a rope break to break the label lock. They went up to the ropes. Guevara bit Danielson in the face, and then he hit a super cutter off the top rope, which looked great. Jericho then comes in, hits a lion salt right away. Uh, Claudio broke things up as, uh, as Jericho went for a cover. Danielson and Jericho both tried to charge, and then they collided for a double down. Danielson made another tag. Jericho was, you know, in the ring, but he was more worried about winning the match, so he went for Floyd, the baseball bat, and he instead 
took the bat and not tag Guevara. Danielson took out Guevara with a dive. Claudio comes in, gets Jericho on his back. Big swing. Jericho tried to take a swing at him in the swing with the baseball bat. He took the bat, and he locked on the sharpshooter, held the bat over his shoulder, and that was it. Jericho tapped out to the sharpshooter and Claudio as Brian and Claudio win this match going into Saturday's pay-per-view. I thought the match was great. Uh, there is uh, absolutely never going to be an instance where we say anything negative about Jericho, or Sammy in the ring, or Brian or Claudio. I love all four of these guys. They're great, okay? The Ring of Honor stuff, everything outside of Jericho sucks. Jericho has done great with the Ring of Honor championship. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does at final battle and who he defends that title against. That is very interesting to me. Uh, I think the storyline with what he's doing, dis- disgracing the title and disrespecting the title, I love it, and I love the whole storyline. This match should be great on, on Saturday, Jesse. A fatal four-way. It's going to be interesting to see Brian and Claudio mix it up as they are vying for the world championship. It's going to be interesting to see Guevara and Jericho. There may be a little tease of a breakup of the Blackpool Combat Club. There may be a little breakup of the uh, JAS. But outside of that and our love for these guys, after Saturday, bro, I think you can agree. I want to see less of Ring of Honor, and I want to see Jericho build towards final battle, and I want to get this shit off of Dynamite because we are really now starting to move away from AEW focus, and most of this shit is Ring of Honor. Like, half of the show, bro, I don't want to say all of it. Half of the show is Ring of Honor focused. It is. I mean, I'm not I'm not enjoying anything Ring of Honor. Even Jericho is champion, and I, I love Jericho. It's, it's just that I, I don't care about that title. And if Jericho was holding it, I can't sit here and say Jericho's doing a great job with it because I'm not invested in it. I really don't care. Um, anytime Jericho's on my television, it's a great night of wrestling. All right? Let's get that straight right now. But it's just this ROH stuff. It's, it's, they're trying their best to get this shit over. And the overwhelming, the overwhelming reaction from everyone around is just that it's bringing the product down. Yes. It's bringing the product. I wonder down. if Tony Khan knows that. I wonder. I wonder. I know he hears it. I know he sees it. I, I wonder. I wonder believe, what he's thinking when he when he hears it and yeah. sees it. I refuse to believe this is a company that has their fingers on the pulse and they know everything going on with their community, but they don't know how negative everyone is about ROH. So they know. They absolutely know. Um, maybe he has a plan for it. I mean, it's not the kind of thing you can just stop, drop, and change overnight. So maybe there's a maybe there's a plan for it. Um, their pay-per-views, so the, the AEW pay-per-views is normally a pretty hard reset because they only get pay-per-views like every three or four months or so. Yeah. So we got a pay-per-view coming up Saturday. Um, maybe we look at another hard reset here and things go back to normal, maybe. Maybe MJF goes full heel. Maybe Kenny goes singles. Maybe the Bucks goes for the tag. I mean, may, may, maybe things can be reset to normal after this pay-per-view. So hopefully. Yeah, we have, uh, I'm trying to find, uh, what is that Ring of Honor pay-per-view? I believe it's on a, it's d- December 10th. Final battle is going to be December 10th. It's the same day as the NXT deadline yeah. show that uh, WWE is putting on. I don't know what's going to happen on that show. I don't know what Tony Khan's planning on booking for that show. But I hope to fucking Christ that he does announce an imminent TV deal wherever, whatever time for Ring of Honor, and we get this shit, its own fucking show, and its own roster. That's all I want. Because I do feel 
And I say yeah. this every week, and I feel like I'm the fucking beacon of the fucking voice of the community here, fucking yelling this shit at the top of the mountain every fucking week. It's hampering the fucking show. It is. It's not it's, making the show. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like AEW, and, even, and that's one of the primary reasons. Even the hardcore ROH fans, before the company was bought, they're not enjoying it. No one's enjoying it. No. No one's enjoying AEW fans, ROH fans. The only people that are enjoying this are the 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 WWE shills who because they see how bad it is. Maybe we get Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. I don't know. Somebody said in the chat, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho will be a dream match. Yeah, it'd be a great match. I'm seriously starting to wonder how bad Adam Cole's concussion issues are. It may be bad. It sounds like it's very, very bad. Plus the labrum issue. Yep. I don't I'm know. Kinda, I'm kind of concerned, man. I, I hope he can make a full recovery. Jericho's great. The Ring of Honor shit is not. Black and white video shown of Darby Allen in a body bag being picked up by Sting. Sting picked up the body bag, put it in the back seat of his convertible. Allen gets free, sits up, gets into the front seat. Sting is driving. They all look disheveled. Darby's bleeding. Sting's hair is all fucked up. Sting says at full gear, it's showtime. So we cut back to Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and Satnam Singh with Jeff Jarrett backstage. Oh, God. Jarrett God. said he and Sting have not wrestled in 20 Four years, and at full gear, it will be the last time. Thank God. Bro, you can go back and easy document me on this channel telling you how much I could not stand the pairing of Sanjay Dutt, Satnan Singh, and Jay Lethal. I can't now stand Sanjay added, Dutt on television, bro. I can't. Now, now they added Jeff Jarrett to that. Listen. I know we've discussed this already. Jarrett's influence and Jarrett's knowledge backstage in a backstage capacity should be something that Tony Khan utilizes to great extent, okay? Him being on television, if this is it for me, I'll be fine, okay? I'm not going to take anything away from Jeff Jarrett. He looks to be in incredible shape. He could still cut a promo. He, I'm sure he could still go, as we've seen. Uh, he wrestled Ric Flair. I mean, without Jarrett and, uh, and everybody else in that fucking match, would have been a fucking disaster. But him being in this match with Sting, bro, I, I'm... I'm for some small part of me, it's actually, I'm looking forward to it to see how it plays out. I think it should be an entertaining match. I mean, Sting and Darby always deliver. Every so match every match the- that they've been in, they deliver, bro. So I'm not going to take anything away from Double J here. It should be a, a very entertaining match. And Sting usually pulls out a couple of tricks on pay-per-view. So, I mean, if this is it, and we don't get Jarrett feuding with fucking somebody else after this, and he goes and retires back to his backstage role, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Seriously. No, no, he he his what what Jeff Jarrett can bring to the table for AEW does not need to happen in the ring. No. Or or in front of a camera every week. Um we had Sting out here every week with Darby. Um Sting didn't say shit. He didn't say shit. Um Darby was the one shining in that pairing. He would come out, he would get his pops, he would help support Darby. He was not the star of this. He was there to back up Darby when he needed it. I've, and I've said this numerous times, AEW has been fantastic on the way that they've used their legends. Jeff Jarrett is the one, is, is one that needs to be in front of a camera with a microphone for him to do what he would do best to help someone in AEW, but that's not what we want to see Jeff Jarrett do. No. It's really not. Sting has always been the silent, deadly assassin. Perfect. Great. He's not wrestling every night. 
you know, nowhere near it. He's not cutting promos every night, and he's out there backing up the younger guy. That's what I want to see. That That's what I mean by using your legends to the best of their ability. Jeff Jarrett, uh, I would rather see him producing, doing creative, an advisor in the back, not in the ring and not in front of a camera every week. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is it for him. I mean, uh, anything more after this, then we're going to have a problem. But uh, I'll take these... Uh, these little these little skits and, and these promos backstage, uh, I don't really mind it, but the match at pay, at the pay-per-view should be fine. And, and after that, if we see any more of this on TV, then we'll address it then. But I'm okay with it for now. Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, they wrapped their way to the ring. Caster made references to their new video, and he mentioned a Jay Leno got burned line in there. I don't know if you guys heard this story. Jay Leno apparently had a gasoline fire in his garage where all his fancy cars and he partially burned uh, his face. So he's all right. But, uh, you know, Caster obviously had to throw that in there. And that's why I'm going to laugh because Jay Leno is okay. Yes, Jay Leno is okay. Uh, We then got a new acclaimed music video and the video opened with Big Show cutting a promo as Captain Insano from the Waterboy with Adam Sandler. So uh, that was nice to see. As long as we didn't see Captain Insano wrestling in the ring, I'm fine with this Captain Insano appearance. Exactly. And yes. this is another instance of them using their legends yes. the right way. And I'm sure Big Show had a fucking blast reliving his uh, waterboy days with Captain yep. Insano. Uh, Bowens and Caster were in the role of interviewers, and then they cut to two geeks sitting on their couch with a Fisher-Price phone in their lap, and these guys played Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. This guy that played Keith Lee looked very uh, facially like Keith Lee with the same type of beard, a little bit uh, of a dad bod sitting on the couch, munching away on fucking uh, fast food and what whatnot. And uh, Strickland, bro, whoever had, whoever they got to play Swerve Strickland here, he, he looked... You know, they call him Sneaky Swerve, so they had this guy dressed as a fucking cat burglar. They had him dressed as the repo man, bro. Yeah, they did. So this guy had uh, a metal brace or metal, uh, you know, mouthpiece in his mouth. It, it was it was funny to me. I, I I thought this was entertaining. So they showed these two guys. They were taking digs at them, including Bowen's making a reference to both Keith Lee and and Swerve having little dick energy. Caster made a reference to the dirt sheets having fake stories about how great they are. They stomped the fan who asked the silly question in the crotch over and over again at the end of their music video. So I thought this was I thought this was fun. Uh, it might not be for everybody, but this is the type of humor that the acclaim bring to the table. I don't mind it, and I thought it did a great job of building a little bit more heat to the pay per view match. Yeah, no, it was good. It's entertaining, you know. With we get a we get a new video from them once every few months or so. It's fine. It's good. They're, they're, they're always pretty funny. They're always pretty entertaining. No and, notes. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to this match at the pay-per-view. I think it's going to be uh, one of the best matches of the entire night on Saturday. Um, Strickland and Anthony Bowens had a one-on-one match. And, and this was this was fine for what it was. It did uh, sell the match for the pay-per-view on Saturday. I don't really like the tag team champions in a position where they're going to lose. But, you know, we could sit here and say, well, why did they book the match if this was going to be the outcome? Just don't book the match. 
You know, this was uh, this was definitely a Bruce Prichard, Vince McMahon fucking made match, bro. You got one half of the tag team champions going up against the other half of the challengers on the go-home show, and the champions lose. Anthony Bowens got pinned here by Swerve. Decent match. Swerve was working over Bowens during the break. Most of this happened during the commercial break, working on his shoulder. Landed the Swerve stomp for near fall. Swerve focused on Bowens' shoulder again and then landed his JML driver for the clean win. Nine minutes or so. And Swerve gets the victory. Billy Gunn attacks Strickland uh, during the entrance of the match, or, or I should say at the end of the music video, while he was uh, about to start the match, Billy Gunn attacked. Referee ejected Billy from ringside. So this was pretty much all Swerve, and he gets the victory, bro. What'd you think of this? I thought it was a good match. You know, I really did. I mean, I'm like, I'm like you. It was very Bruce-like booking, you know? I mean, I mean, it's... Get champions losing, you know, the, you know, the tag champion, you know, you could say, well, you know, they're the tag champs, so, you know, they can lose. I mean, well, well they're, well, if they're a tag team, if you're a tag team member in a singles match and that's why they lost, well, Swerve's in a tag team. Yeah. Only difference is Bowen's a champion. Yeah. But it was fun. It was, I mean, we're not going to harp on it. I mean, for what it was, it was fine. We know who's winning at the pay-per-view. That's why Bowen's lost here tonight. Yes, and Swerve, hopefully, on Saturday, it is the start of his breakout heel run, and he turns on Keith Lee, and we get Keith Lee in a position where he is going to be a top babyface in the company that will eventually, hopefully, challenge for a TNT title or or world championship. We got to start getting him into that position as well because uh, this tag team, bro, is uh, on its way out, and we've seen the end of Swerve in our glory. Now, this is it. There's nothing more for us to do with Swerve in our glory. No, it's all done. Um, I could see Keith Lee um, being elevated to a position of main event in in less than less than six months. Yeah, um, he has to uh, he has to feud with Swerve first, obviously. Um, maybe go through a few more of the mid carders, but if treated right, I could see Keith Lee making it up to that main event scene that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean he needs to be there. I mean he was on the cusp of being there if they didn't fuck him over in WWE. He was there in NXT. He did a great job at it. So why not? Keith Lee is uh, very impressive. And you just let that guy go in the ring. He's going to get over. No questions asked. Same thing with Swerve. Let him do what he's got to do. He's going to get over. Swerve is a perfect fucking heel. And I could see him even fighting for a world championship somewhere down the line. TNT title somewhere down the line. Tony's got main event guys here. Hopefully he sees that. And hopefully he utilizes them after this feud is over. And the tag team is broken up. Hopefully he knows what he's doing. Hopefully. We got a vignette airing about Jade Cargill and Nyla Rose and their match for the TBS title at Full Gear. I am not in, I'm not interested or excited about this match whatsoever. Um, Nyla Rose stole the belt. Uh, that is their way of selling us on this storyline. Uh, I don't know what type of mind games this is supposed to be. Sounds like just uh, unwarranted theft, if you ask me. But, you know, listen, I'm not going to take anything away from Nyla Rose. We're seeing the real Nyla Rose. That's a great beginning. That's a great start. Uh, I, I love this Nyla Rose compared to the fucking, oh my God, I gotta be the second coming of Awesome Kong. I, I like this Nyla Rose because this is who she is, but uh, I'm not excited about this match whatsoever. And this may be the worst match of the entire night on Saturday night. And that's just me being honest. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm starting to poke a lot of holes in the, in this story. Why, why hasn't Tony Khan ordered Nyla to give back the title that she doesn't legally possess? I don't know. It's a good question. I, I mean, 
we had on dark, we had them out there ringside and everything else. And Jade comes out. Jade is the heel. And she's coming out, chasing down Nyla to try to get her title back. And then I got security holding Jade back and stopping her from getting to Nyla who has Jade's title. Why has no one said you need to give her her title back? I mean, I, this has gone on for way too long. I agree. Who said that in the chat? Uh, who said that in the chat? Let me see. Um, somebody said it should be a buy-in match. Brad Smith, it should be a buy-in. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why it's not the fucking buy-in. I don't know what the fuck this is doing on pay-per-view, to be honest with you. Jake Cargill no. is as ice cold as the fucking iceberg that fucking plowed into the Titanic, right? And yeah. she is going up against Nyla Rose, who, you know, the majority of her wins, bro, were dark, right? I don't even I don't even remember the last time she wrestled on Dynamite. And she stole the fucking title, so I guess that warrants a championship title match. Her, Jade's record also pokes holes in, his, in, in her overall storyline. She's 41, 42, and 0. <laughs> 42 and one 42 oh yeah and she's <laughs> and she, she, she's 42 oh, JD, and, no, and she's upset. never beaten she's never she's never faced Britt Baker Jamie Hayter Thunder Rosa you've got 42 wins how many women are in the women's division in AEW how do you have 42 wins but you have not beaten three of the top stars in the company Tony Storm who is she beating Listen, bro, if Jade wants to take a trip to my mother's basement, we'll talk about it. I, I mean, uh, I mean, this is a serious problem here, you know? Who is she beating, man? We, I mean, could have, we, could, we could have a nice discussion over a couple old fashions. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, seriously, it's, 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 it's not a good look. It's not a good look. You know, Goldberg went in, in, into this unprecedented win streak and want to know why? For those of you who don't know why. The, the, here's the ultimate reason why I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the curtain back for you guys. Goldberg went on this ridiculous, unprecedented win streak because Goldberg could not wrestle. That is the God, the honest truth, and the one thing that made him look strong and the made and the thing that made him look look like a killer was him winning. Remember the match when Goldberg went out there and faced uh, a William Regal. And got his shit pushed in, and Regal went back and exposed him and everything else and made him look weak. Goldberg couldn't wrestle. The only thing that was fascinating about Goldberg was that record. Well, here we are with Jade. There is nothing fascinating about anything going on with Jade except that record right now because nothing else that she's doing is interesting. Nothing. I mean, I mean how, how impressive is her title run when she's beaten Marina Shafir twice? Man. Who else did she wrestle that I actually know? I don't know. Who was the last one know. she wrestled? Was it Shafir? I think Shafir. Be- besides, was that. besides that. Oh well, I don't know. There you go. I don't know. Wow, what a title raid, man! What, what a <laughs> Jesse of all fucking people, man, watches Dark every fucking week. He sees Jay yep. on there more than he does on Dynamite. He don't even fucking yeah. know. The cake says Serena Deep. She hasn't faced Serena Deep. You faced 42 women in AEW, and you have not faced the top women in the company at all. At all. Are you are you running from them? Are you dodging them? I don't know. Whatever. Are you, be, are you being protected, for some reason, by, being for protected some reason, by the owner? For some reason, Tony Khan of the company thinks this is doing her good. It's what not. happens when she loses the championship? She's right back to where she started. The, cha- yep. the championship in the run has not enhanced Jade Cargill at all. At all. 
she's not. And once she loses that title, she literally has nothing. Absolutely. Who said nothing. that in the chat? WTF boy. Tiffany Stratton is greater than Jade Cargill. 1,000% agree. Absolutely agree. Man. Where is Serena Deeb? I don't know where the fuck Serena Deeb is. Where is Serena Deeb? Where's not Athena? Where's Athena? Not Athena's on dark, bro. And she's killing it, by the way, with a new heel gimmick. Why isn't she on TV? Why do yeah, we get well, one know. women's match every week? Yeah. Put women like that on TV. Yeah, well, you know. Anyway. Not looking forward to it. Shivani, he's in the ring with Samoa Joe. The situation with Joe and Wardlow was a little, uh, a little confusing last week. Um, I stated on this show last week that with Samoa Joe turning quote-unquote heel, attacking babyface Wardlow, that Joe was receiving chance of Joe, 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 Joe after he attacked what was the hottest babyface in the company. So I was looking forward to seeing the type of reaction that Joe got tonight. So Joe is out there, and he gets chance of Joe, 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 and people are cheering him, and they give him a standing ovation. I'm like, this is not good for Wardlow. This is not good for Wardlow right now. So Joe's in the ring with Shivani. And Joe said it was, it was a pleasure and an honor to share the ring with Tony Schiavone. He said uh, this in a way where Schiavone was kind of, you know, eyeballing him, making him a little nervous. Joe said people said it was shocking and unexpected what he did to Wardlow. Joe asked if it's shocking for a man to refuse to be a victim and you take action. He said Wardlow ran his mouth and failed to recognize the most dangerous man in the room. He said for that mistake, he paid the ultimate price. He then said he refuses to be a victim. Unlike most of the fans in the arena tonight, that got him booze. He says, they're the type who sit around and wait for the storm to hit and wait for someone to actually save them. He said, if anyone has a problem with his actions, they can take it up with him. So Joe actually got the fans, Jesse, to boo him. And I mean, I'm not going to say anything that I haven't already uttered previously in regards to Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is fucking great. And Samoa Joe could read the room better than anybody, man. The guy's going to get fucking cheered. And he's in the ring cutting a promo. He's going to make you boo the shit out of him. And that's exactly what he did tonight. So I was glad to see the slight tide change when Joe opened his mouth, man. That made me happy. Yeah. So we got well, uh, powerhouse Hobbs. Will Hobbs walked out. He said he was kicking Wardlow's ass the past several weeks. So maybe he should go to the ring and kick Joe's ass too. He threw the mic down. Joe told him to get in the ring. Wardlow then gets from behind Joe, and we have all three of these guys in a big brawl. We got a bunch of wrestlers from the locker room. We got Butcher and Blade. We got the Dark Order. We got uh, whoever else out there. All Thunders. all of catering out there, basically. Bunch of wrestlers yep. run out to pull them apart. Fans were chanting, let them fight, let them fight. Wardlow was left standing with members of the Dark Order. They backed away. And Warlow then landed a flip dive onto all of the wrestlers that came out to break up this melee and took them all out with a big plancha over the top rope. And he was in the ring at the end of the segment. Now, normally I would shit on something like this, but uh, I feel like with uh, the man meat in there, like Samoa Joe and Warlow and Will Hobbs, you're going to need more than just fucking uh, Aubrey Edwards and Bryce, Remsber Bryce Remsburg out there to break it up. So I didn't mind the locker room coming out to break this fucking pull apart brawl. The it one seems thing, like they were really quick to get there, though. Yeah. The one like they thing were, I, like, waiting. The, the one thing I do mind about this uh, is the fact that we're getting a, a triple threat match with these three, and, and normally I would be very excited about this. Uh, I think it should kill at the pay-per-view with the, with the talent involved here. It should be fucking chaos. But it, it does seem like it is very, very last-minute, Jesse. 
And uh, again, you know, I don't know how many times I can utter this. I don't know if Wardlow ever catches wind of this. I mean, the man deserves better. This TNT title is absolute fucking dog shit right now. It means nothing. They squandered his heat. And I, I listen, I hope he manages to get it back. I hope that, again, I hope this is all a reset. This show needs to be a fucking reset. But Wardlow is not feeling like he was, bro, back even three months ago. What the no. fuck happened here? No. No. He, I, 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 I... Very last minute. I mean, I'm not the only one that feels that way. Am I wrong? No, it feels man, very that's... last minute. I'm, listen, I would be fucking over the moon if we got a Wardlow and Samoa Joe feud built up over months leading up to the TNT title match. I would have been excited for a War, Wardlow versus Will Hobbs match that's built up over months. We've got nothing. Nothing. And is Hobbs just here to take the fall? He's the only yes. champion. Yes. <laughs> the Ring of Honor TV champion's going to lose. Is Wardlow going to lose? Is Samoa no. Joe going to walk out with two belts? Is no. Will Hobbs going to be the TNT champion? Why would you take the title off of Wardlow now and put it on Will Hobbs? That would actually do nothing for Will Hobbs. Nothing. No. The title is worthless right now. And Will Hobbs hasn't even been on TV in a meaningful way. Why would you give him a championship when he's receiving something that is ice cold and not going to really benefit him? I don't know. By the way, yes, Jay did face Thunder Rosa. It was so boring, I forgot about it. So, just wanted to put that correction in there. But, no, I agree, man. It's it. Why are we looking at a Wardlow... And Samoa Joe match, including Hobbs, and we really don't care about it. I don't. I don't understand how we got here, because I would have. I would have paid top dollar to see this match, main event, a pay per view. Yeah, and for some reason, I just don't care. I, don't I love why. Samoa Joe to death. I think Samoa Joe's great. I think Wardlow is fucking fantastic. I'm a big fan of Powerhouse Hobbs. So is Jesse. Yep. Throwing these guys into a match when Samoa Joe has no. He has no impact on AEW television. It's been it's been eighty percent Ring of Honor and twenty percent Dynamite. Wardlow's been ice cold. Powerhouse Hobbs. He he beat Ricky Starks and then was off TV for fucking how many weeks? Now you're just gonna throw him up pay per view because we got to get everybody on the pay per view. We need Wardlow in a match. Let me uh, let me put you know Big Guy A versus Big Guy B and Big Guy C. We'll just make it a, t- a triple threat match with three big guys for the TNT title. I feel I feel like we're just fucking randomly choosing names from a goddamn name generator and putting them in a goddamn match. There's no a, there's no build here. Just a big meaty man slapping meat match. That's it. I mean that's fine. Listen, you know, in, in a in a strictly wrestling, I enjoy watching these guys wrestle. Way, I mean that's fine. But where's the fucking where's the story? Oh, are we not are we not supposed to ask for story when Tony Khan enriched AEW with long term booking? What the fuck is going what? on here? So so whose title is on the line in this match? Wardlow's. How come Joe's title is not on the line, too? So all, after all the Ring of Honor complaining we did, you want the Ring of Honor TV title on the line? I want the match to be more interesting. What if it was a three-way elimination match and each fall, each fall counted for a specific title? I just try, I'm just trying to make it more fucking interesting. Okay, Bruce. It's just, it's just boring. Okay, Bruce. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Bruce is already here, bro. <laughs> what the? Don't Bruce me. We're getting Bruce. I don't know. 
They all deserve better. Hobbs deserves better. You, you can't put, I'm telling you, Ryan, you can't put the title on Hobbs. Hobbs is merely no. there to take the pinfall, and that's bad enough. Yeah. yeah no. After all that they did with Ricky Starks, yeah, we're going to have to ask you to be the fall guy in this match, and then maybe we'll come back to you after the yeah. show's over. I mean, come on. Guardian, I saw your tweet and your comment. That's not a shirt, that's a sweater. All right. So, sorry. Hobbs has no shirt. All right. Yes, Hobbs, uh, Hobbs uh, from sources that I have in the venue, Hobbs does not own a T-shirt. Nope, no shirt. He goes shirtless everywhere he goes. Even in Barely. the middle I, of the winter, I, I, man, I it could be, on... be fucking brick ice cold outside of New York City, man. He goes shirtless. I mentioned that on Twitter, and oddly enough, I had a lot of guys coming to Hobbs' defense on being shirtless. I had a lot of guys that were... Very adamant on and being able to articulate why Will Hobbs should be shirtless. I thought that was a little interesting. Well, I mean, I mean, who doesn't want to look like Will Hobbs? I mean, that there you go. I mean, that's just maybe they find Will Hobbs to be an inspiration, man, to go back and get to the, get into the gym and work out. You know, <laughs> I don't know. This is uh, you know, Will Hobbs is the type of guy that's gonna fucking watch the Christmas tree lighting in uh, in Rockefeller Center, man, shirtless. Shirtless. Was me out there with a. <laughs> Wasn't he out there with a chinchilla with no shirt on taking pictures and shit? Man? Listen, man, it could be his new thing. I don't know. I'd love it, man, if he does it, you know? Well, watch it start catching on social media, man. They're just going to make a fucking thing out of it. I guess so, man. I guess so. Anyway, Britt Baker, she cut a backstage promo. We talked about this earlier. And she said Soraya said she isn't a star because she wasn't in the E. She said she talked about her three years in AEW. She said she was given an opportunity and ran with it until she became undeniable. She said fans all say it with her when she says DMD. She said it. She said she hasn't wrestled in MSG, but she did wrestle in Daly's place for over a year. This is where the whole promo kind of took the babyface turn. She says they kept the fire of pro wrestling burning in the darkest times, which is an era she'll never know. She said she respects that she won and. She paved the ground for her to be standing where she is right now in this business. But the business owes her nothing. She said the business has moved on. She can't stand there and belittle her because she's stuck in the past. She said she is the heart and soul of AEW and the pulse of AEW. She said if she thinks she's above that, she can get the hell out. And then Britt closes with, this is my house. Absolutely no hint of heel Britt Baker in this entire promo, bro. And, you know, I, I, I don't know why they decided to take that route with Britt Baker. That was the oddest of choices here because now it presents Soraya as the fucking heel and Britt as the baby face. And with her coming into the company, with all the value that you need out of Soraya to, to build this division the right way, you want her as the star. I don't know how the fuck you're going to accomplish that with her going into this match coming off of this promo, sounding like a goddamn heel. A baby face. A baby face. So I noticed Soraya something about this promo. Like I noticed something about this promo that I've never noticed with any promo from Britt Baker about Thunder Rosa. She put Soraya, she put Soraya over. She put Soraya over, even if it was just for one line. I've never heard her put Thunder Rosa over in any of her promos. Like, oh, I know, yes, you're good at this, but I'm better. No, never. Not not, not once with Thunder Rosa. Well, she you did suck, call Thunder Rosa Batman to her Joker on the Swerve podcast. Oh, well. I mean, I don't it. know if that's a compliment or not, but, oh, uh, I mean, a, I mean, Batman's great. Podcast, that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. 
But it wasn't AEW television. No. No, not 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 the show on national television. Do it on no. Swerve's podcast. No. Well, Thunder Rose is also not Soraya, so. No. No, she's not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know what uh what what the whole idea and mentality behind this was, but I hope to God that Soraya gets the type of reaction that Tony Khan paid for with her being here. You know, I don't know how you're gonna listen to this and deny Britt Baker's wrong. <laughs> I mean, no. Not really the way I would go, but uh, this is the course of action that they decided to take. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I so thought it was a great promo. Don't get me wrong. Britt carried herself incredible. In the, I thought this was a great promo. But it was it the was wrong great- promo at, at the wrong time yeah. for this match to be built. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we've ever, I don't think anyone's ever doubted um, her ability to cut a promo. No. That was never in question. It just feels like, yeah, like, like you just said, it's like you, she cut the wrong promo. Yeah. And like this was not... I mean, Soraya had the fiery look. I'm tired of talking. I just want to fucking fight promo. Yep. And Britt Baker's out there trying to, you know, garner sympathy from the crowd. Like, this outsider's coming in trying to take what I built for us. Us at AEW. You know, she's the best. You know, it, wrong kind of promo. Yeah. And I'm sure we're not the only ones that feel that way. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, geeks who are alive tonight talking about that same exact thing. Why, why do they decide to go babyface with Britt here? Uh, presumably uh, getting a negative reaction potentially for Soraya at the pay-per-view. I don't know. I don't know. I guess uh, hopefully we'll find out on Saturday and, and things don't uh, get twisted at full gear. We got a trios championship. This was on the line. Uh, trios titles were on the line. Death Triangle is Pac Penta and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes. With the return of top flight Darius and Dante Martin with A.R. Fox. This is his dynamite debut. I'm a big fan of AR Fox, bro. I know you've seen AR. I know you've seen AR Fox on Dark, man. What what'd you think of AR Fox so far in uh, in AEW? Mm. Yeah. They haven't given him a lot, man. No. He's a 15-year veteran, bro. Really? Yeah. I remember wow, watching yeah. uh the first the first time I seen AR Fox was Lucha Underground. And then uh he shifted over to Evolve and I believe he was uh he was doing something with Joe Gacy over there last time I seen, but yeah, he's um He's very influential. He's one of the, uh, I would say, I wouldn't say big name, but I would say he's definitely one of the most influential high flyers on the indies, still not signed to a major company. So, you know, he was uh, he was big in Lucha Underground when they were around with Ricochet, uh, playing Prince Puma, and, you know, uh, all those guys over there. So, uh, and then Swerve was over there as, uh, as well, Killshot. Um, yeah. th- those were the days. Uh, I-, I love Lucha Underground. But this was a very good match. And I'm glad that top flight is back. I mean, hopefully, Jesus fucking Christ. I hope, I hope uh, Darius Martin can stay healthy, man. They, they are, uh, Dante's great on his own, but man, nothing beats them together, man. They are a solid yeah. tag team. And, and, and maybe Darius is getting a bad rap here because he's really only had one injury. The other yeah. one was a car accident. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just see how it goes. We, so you, you know, we got a promo after the show with MJF with uh, Tony Khan in the ring. Really? Yeah, I wonder if we can play it. Can we play it at the end of the show on the air? Uh, we could play the sound. We, yeah, we can't show anything. Well, it's a it's a it's a fan shot video with AEW on that shit too. Uh, probably not. No, but, but just play the sound. Let's just play the sound. Uh, well, well, I mean, um, uh, well, I, I'll see if I can find. Where'd you find it? I'll I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, we got the trio championship on the line here. This was, uh, I mean, shocking. This was a great match between these six guys. I mean, go figure. But um, 
We got the Lucha Brothers. They're in there, and they hit a three-way drop kick on AR Fox. Cazadora, big splash, moonsault combo. Gets a two count, and AR Fox was beaten down during the entire commercial break. He got the hot tag when we got back to Darius. He dropped pack with a brain buster. He went for a cover, got a two count. Darius got a reverse waist lock on his own brother and launched him over his head. His pack nearly took out Phoenix with a big kick. Stopped right before he did. Top flight laid out pack and Phoenix with a DDT and a spinning slam, respectively. His penta was taken out by Darius and a big dive while Dante hit his no-hand dive on pack and Ray Phoenix. Fox hit a very nice-looking inverted flip to take everyone out. Back inside, Phoenix was setting up in the corner, and AR Fox hit what he calls low main pain and a big 450 splash for a two-count. Top flight were dropped by Pac and Penta while Phoenix hit his comeback kick. Penta hit the fear factor, and that was double-teamed with Ray Phoenix. Double stomp by Phoenix uh, with the package pile driver combo. Took out top flight with a dive, and Pack hit the black arrow, which is always a thing of beauty. One, two, three on AR Fox, and Death Triangle retains the trio's championship. Post-match, Pack is in the ring. There's no shenanigans. There's no bell hammer. There's no dissension between the three. Pack asked if he asked the fans if they think they're stupid. Do you think the Death Triangle are stupid? He says they've seen the videos and heard the rumors. He said if there are certain individuals ready to make their return at full gear, and they think they can march in and beat them. That's ridiculous. We got Pack pausing for a little bit because there was a little bit of an elite chant. He didn't really acknowledge it. He said if they want some, then show up on Saturday. He says they run from nobody. And all of a sudden, we see a graphic with the count clock down of the full gear wheel counting down. And we see Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks uh, in this, like, fiery image, they they emerge in the graphic, and we see Death Triangle versus the Elite, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. They're coming for the Trios Championships, and it is official at full gear. Pac said, finally, some transparency. He said the Elite think that they're coming for them, but let me tell you something, fellas. We've been waiting for you. I thought this was a great promo. The match should be fucking unbelievable. But we talked about this in the beginning of the show, Jesse. Uh, obviously, you know, the way I see it is I think Pac is going to try and cheat to win with the typical shenanigans with the bell hammer. Lucha Brothers are not going to want to uh, go and do that that way. They're going to want to win honorably. It may lead to a breakup or them losing the championships. But outside that, the elite are going to win the championships. And again, I agree with what you brought to the table. I think Kenny Omega's value is not in the trios. I think he moved the Young Bucks back to the tag team division and you put Kenny Omega in the main event scene and you give the trio's fucking division to the house of black. That's what it should be. It should be. And why, and why, why is it, why is it, is he asking if the fans think they're stupid? We're not the ones booking the show. Oh, the fans love you. We're not the ones booking the show. We didn't book the elite to come back at the pay-per-view. Why are you addressing us? Just the guy in the back. I don't know. Why are you booking these guys in the show and not even talking to us about it? What are we fucking nothing to you? I don't know. You know we, we didn't book the show. I sent you something else after I sent you the MJF. Oh promo. my God. What are you showing me? I need you to explain this shit to me. Please. I don't, don't want to watch that. I don't watch WWE, bro. I need you to explain this shit to me, please. Why are you showing me Marseille and Mansoir? Can you explain to me what's happening in this tweet, bro? I don't know why they're running around in their underwear, bro. Bro, this is... 
Okay. Just follow Mace Raven? the Wrestler and Who? check it out. This guy probably What's has me there? blocked. He blocked you? Draven? No, the MJF guy. The MJF promo. Wrestling covers? I think he blocked me. Oh, yeah, he guy's... blocked you? Yeah, this, oh, guy's, this guy's I saw it again. Hold on. I saw it twice. What do we what, what do we watch? Two minutes? Can we play yeah, this on the about, air? I don't even know if we could play this on the air. Let me see. It's a it's a good 90 seconds at least. But again, it's not it's not licensed by by fucking AEW, man. Let me see. Hold on. Can I uh can I play this here? Let me, I gotta look, I gotta I gotta go incognito because yeah. this fucking geek's got me blocked. Yeah. Um, go figure. I found somebody that's fucking blocked that blocked JD on Twitter. Yeah, go figure. Yeah, MJF, bro. Let's see. See, can we play it here? Let's uh Yeah, I, I go click it. I gotta go incognito. <laughs> Anyways, let's see. A lot of bullshit has gone on. A lot of bullshit. We all know it. We all know it. However, yeah. let me make something crystal clear. Me and you, we've been at odds once or twice. I'm not gonna stand here and pretend that's not the case. But there's something I take issue with that I've been seeing lately. Everybody make some noise if you're a fan of professional wrestling. Now, you guys think you're wrestling fans. Imagine, imagine for one second if you had the opportunity to bring your love of professional wrestling out to the world and create an alternative. Would you do it? I mean, <laughs> what did he say that was not right? That was not true. I mean, wait, is he wrong? No, he's not wrong. He's not is, wrong. Is he wrong? He's not wrong at all. I mean, that's not really the MJF I want to hear. But I mean, that's the that's the type of guy that you need to say that type of shit out there to a live audience. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and you notice, you know, MJF is, you know. Been one of those guys that he, I mean, he gets on a live mic and he will mention anything about anything because he doesn't give a shit and he's, you know, that that hot. He hasn't mentioned shit about this whole punk situation and this no. whole fight thing. No, not a single word about it. No, nope. he just go. It's been straight kayfabe for MJF, which is 
which tells me how heated TK really is about all of this. Yeah. Basically. I mean, I would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Very. Coming on, coming on in, taking a shit on what you created to give opportunities to everybody just because you think who you are, and then, you know, no respect shown at all. Punk absolutely disrespect. I hope he's sitting at home knowing that he disrespected the fucking guy that gave him a platform after eight years being away. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan was not, he was not right in what he did, you know, his, his, his whole mentality. I mean, his whole mentality was like uh, of a fan, not a boss. We, we talked about this extensively, you know, yeah. but I, I, I still say, I mean, obviously I still say bringing in punk was absolutely definitely 100% the right move. Yeah. Easy. I mean, do, do it all over again, you know, and you know, if you went back in time, you know, but you just gave him too much. You gave him too much power. You gave him too much. You just needed to book him a little bit better. I mean, it just it you just it just gave him too much contract wise, power wise, politics wise. You gave him too much, man. You know, MJF is is correct in, in his in his assessment here. You know, we don't we don't need wrestling to be a monopoly. AEW wrestling is better with AEW around. I think everybody in that locker room appreciates, no matter where they are and where they fall on the card and. Maybe you feel like you haven't been given an opportunity or such here and there as, or as much as you want. But know that AEW is wrestling is better with AEW around. Nobody wants WWE to be the only game in town. No. Nobody. That would be like me having, you know, one restaurant in town and being okay with that for the rest of my fucking life. No, I want, I want three, four, five, six other restaurants that I can go to that I enjoy because I don't want the same shit every fucking week. Yeah. It's, it's just the way it is. If you don't, if you don't like AEW, that's one thing. But don't. But don't go out there and spew to your audience that AEW is wrong for, for, for wrestling. Give me a break. Tony Khan does deserve a lot of credit. I'm not going to sit here and, and fucking get on my knees and bow to the guy, but he, he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done. Could he, yeah. do, could, could he be doing better? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Just comes with the territory, but... Me, personally, I mean, I'm grateful for everything he's done, and we, we wouldn't be here without his money. No. Um... I think he should use said money to hire someone to do the job he's doing in AEW. Yeah. I think he should hire a hire a, a a president or hire someone to do his job. I think TK should um write the paychecks. You know, I mean, maybe if I have final say over anything controversial or something that, you know, needs to have his final say on. But other than that, write the paychecks. And let the let the professionals write book and handle the shows. I absolutely agree. I think Tony Khan should. I think Tony Khan would have a better AEW under his belt if he had a writing team or people to to lean on instead of doing everything himself. Yes, he needs to hire a Triple H. Yes, he needs to hire a Triple H. Anyway, that was a great promo by MJF. Uh, I was expecting something completely different, but. Uh, I mean, whatever MJF said there, you really can't refute what MJF said to, uh, to, to the fans and about Tony Khan. Uh, we got a Ricky Starks promo. Talked about how Lance Archer attacked him uh, a week back, but this Friday he's ready to face him. Says he doesn't talk in ifs, ands, or maybes. He says he talks in absolutes, and he will beat him on Rampage. Now, this is, a, this is the last, this is a first-round match, if I'm not mistaken, correct? A first-round match? Uh, I, I, thought the, sure. I thought the finals were taking place at the pay-per-view. I don't remember. I'm 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 completely the, unless, zoned out. I'm, I'm, I'm zoned out of this tournament, man. Because uh, unless, the winner, what is the winner going to do? They wrestle Ethan Page. No, of the tournament. They get a number one. They get a world championship match at Winter is Coming. And what are they going to do? 
they're winning this tournament to end up being a loser. Thank you. So, and we talked about this last week. I mean, this tournament was fucking put together basically for Ricky Starks or Ethan Page, and that was it. And, and they're care. basically putting a tournament together to fucking crown a loser. Because yep. if MJF wins, nobody's beating MJF. John Moxley wins, nobody's beating John Moxley. So it's nope. like, what's the fucking point? So, no one from this tournament is winning shit. So <laughs> why? I mean, not that we want another money in the bank type situation or, you know, the poker chip situation or whatever, but it would at least bring a little bit more unpredictability to it if the winner got a title shot, whatever they wanted. That's not what we want from this tournament. But I'm just saying, whoever wins this tournament is not winning shit in regards to their world title. So if there was if there was for a shot at like Wardlow's TBS title, no. Well, whatever. Network title. What titles don't mean shit. It, they really don't. I mean, if they has a better shot at winning, and it'd be a possibility. Right now, I mean, you just show me who's going to be the next loser of the world title, and it's just it's just not interesting to me. Well, Ethan Page wrestled Bandito. This was easily the best match of the entire night, in my honest opinion. This was an eliminator tournament match semifinal. Uh, Bandito loses in about nine minutes to Ethan Page. I don't know how I feel about that, bro. Bandito looked fucking great in this thing. Uh, I thought uh, Bandito really uh, woke up the crowd that was uh, absolutely void of any excitement whatsoever. Bandito woke them up with his high-flying offense. Uh, He had uh, hit some of his spots. He had that big uh, power slam, that big delayed suplex he does. I think he gorilla press slammed Ethan Page at one point with one arm, uh, flying off the top rope. He had a big torneo. Uh, for a close two count, Page then uh, saw his 21-plex coming. I love that move by Bandito, that big uh, snap suplex that he does, 21-plex. And then he hit a cutter of his own for a two. Page went for the avalanche ego's edge, the same thing that he did to beat Eddie Kingston last week. Uh, but Bandito counted into a beautiful Super Hurricanrana and one-handed, like I said, Gorilla Press Slam. Bandito hit a top rope frog splash, did the Eddie Guerrero off the top. He got a two count. Um, crowd was into it at this point. Goes to show you how great both guys are. Uh, each man cut the other off until Page finally saw an opening, hit the top rope body slam, a diving shoulder tackle, and then he goes for the ego's edge, and he hits it one, two, three, and Page advances to the finals, goes to full gear to wrestle uh, whomever uh, is going to be in this thing. I think we still got Brian Cage and Dante Martin, and we got Ricky Starks. And Lance Archer still left. I don't know when we're going to get these matches with one show left to go. Maybe we get them both on Rampage. But um, I don't like Bandito losing his fucking second match in, bro. What is he here? He's not even here for half a cup of coffee and a fucking scone. And he's already losing his second match in. They don't have plans for him, man. They don't have plans for the top of the card. Fucking think they got plans for Bandito? (laughs) (laughs) They They don't know what they're fucking doing with him. I mean... I get that this tournament is more than likely going to go to Ricky Starks or Ethan Page, but we talked about this last week. Why do why do why are we setting up Bandito to ultimately lose matches when he just signed the contract? How are we going to get this guy over? Is anybody taken seriously in the eyes of the fans if if they lose fucking their second match in? It's stupid. Once Andrade got himself suspended, they had no idea what they were doing with Roosh or Bandito. I mean, give me a fuck. I mean, you you got a you got a fucking TNT title division right there waiting for you. The fuck you doing? Yep. Anyway, Bandito loses. Page is in the finals. Um, I don't know who he's gonna run. More than likely, Ricky Starks. And then at the end of that, I think Ricky Starks wins the tournament. But 
Like we said last week and like we said this week, what are they winning? An L. Exactly L. what they're winning. An L on national television. Yep. So Raya was interviewed by Renee Paquette, and she said she never thought she'd see this moment. Soraya is sick of the back and forth with Britt Baker. She kept this very simple. She said she wants to be uh, where the best is, and the best is in AEW. Britt, I'll see you at full gear. That's all she said there. Uh, very quick and to the point. We've seen a quick video about uh, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz's match coming up on Friday, which I'm actually excited about. I'm, I'm a big uh, Takeshita guy, so Kanosuke Takeshita's back with Jun Akiyama teaming with Takeshita. Jun Akiyama is somebody that Eddie Kingston has wanted to wrestle for a very long time. That is his dream match. Uh, Kingston said in 1998, Hiroshi Hase versus Jun Akiyama in the Tokyo Dome was the moment Eddie Kingston wanted to fight Akiyama, and he's waited this moment for his entire life. They are going to wrestle on Friday's Rampage. Should be a good match. It's live, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's live. Uh, Death Stone 4200. Who the fuck are you talking about? What a bunch of fucking crybabies. Get the fuck out. Get them out of here. Who's crying, bro? Do you see any fucking watery substance coming from my eye? Who the fuck is crying? Jesse, you crying? You're crying, bro. I am now, man, because they got made fun of me. Oh, man. You made I, Jesse cry. I'm going to get him out. Making my co-host cry. Get him out. Hurt my feelings, man. Nobody's crying, bro. You're crying in my live stream chat. Fuck off. Goodbye. I'm crying because I'm not playing Warzone right now. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, not, not Warzone for me. Maybe DMZ for me, but... Uh, hey, what anyway. level are you at? Uh, 66? Ah, uh-huh. oh, oh, man. I'm fucking 70, bro. You fucking virgin no-life geek, Fuck, bro. oh, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly the fucking people that MJF shits on, man. <laughs> you fucking prick. Whatever, man. This shit goes away when Destiny's new season comes out. Anyway, um... Tony Storm versus Anna J.A.S. We got an eliminator match, bro. Anna J. man, she's going for the world championship. This was supposed to be the bunny. Apparently, bunny wasn't cleared. Um, either way, it was a loss for no matter who was in there against Tony Storm. Um, most of this took place during the commercial break. Uh, Anna J. didn't look bad. I don't know, Anna bro. J. You know, better than, you know better than me, man. What would what, you think? Anna J. never looks bad, bro. I'm not, listen, my get your mind out of the gutter, okay? Uh, she, she doesn't look bad in a wrestling capacity. What would you think of Anna Jay's performance? I think Anna Jay was Anna Jay, man. I think um, I don't know. I don't know how to say this without, you know, coming off as a as a as an asshole. But I'll just say it. I I, I think Anna Jay has hit her wrestling ceiling for what we're gonna get from her. Yeah, and it's it's not a terrible thing. Um. And her ceiling is perfectly fine and can and can still contribute to the division. Um, I just think she'll be a solid mid-carder for the women's division going forward for AEW. She'll be fine. Tony Storm, she was being beaten down during the commercial break. Long rest holds by Anna JAS during the commercial break. Storm hit a Dez Press close line and a fisherman suplex for 2J was on the defense here. Storm hit sweet cheek music. That sent Jay to the outside. Jay came back, sending Storm into the steps, hit a face buster on the floor, hit a face buster back inside along with a super kick. She went for the the Queen Slayer. Uh, Storm got free, hit a shotgun drop kick. Another sweet cheek music. 
And Storm got on the Texas Cloverleaf, and Anna Jay tapped out. After the match, Jamie Hayter hit the ring. She came out, had a face-off, no physicality with Tony Storm. They held, uh, or Tony Storm rather held up the title. They had a couple of words for each other, and Jamie Hayter shoved Tony Storm back, and that was it. Why the fuck did she come out there? Uh, because they wanted you to remember that this match was actually happening on Saturday night. She came out there, brought her two friends with her, came came fucking stone cold BMF walking to that fucking ring, like, yeah, go out here and get in her face. And it was like an invisible barrier there where they couldn't, I mean, no one holding them back. What did, why is she out there? Why is she out there? Did someone stop them from getting at each other? Did someone pull them apart? It's, I mean, they don't want to touch each other before the match. Fine, fine. But she came storming down there with nothing stopping her. Can someone please tell me what the story is here? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm genuinely, what is the story here? What is, the, the what is the story between Tony Storm and Jamie Hader outside of what Excalibur said, that there were ex-roommates? What is the story here? Jesse doesn't have a fucking clue. He watches this shit every fucking week. I don't have a fucking clue. I watch this shit and do a podcast every fucking day, every week. I don't, I don't fucking know. What's the story? This was a mime segment. They get to the ring and... Should, should it be a great match? Of course. Jamie Hayter's great. Tony Storm is great. But what does it really mean in the grand scheme of things? They'll be given 10 to 12 minutes. Jamie Hayter will lose and then goodbye. And the match yeah. will not be talked about after Saturday night and we do the post-show it won't be talked about going into next Wednesday show. No. This should have been Jamie Hayter versus Jade Cargill. Jamie Hayter winning and taking that title and doing something with it, like defending it against her best friend, Britt Baker. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Tony Storm can then wait for Thunder Rosa to get back so they can merge those titles. All right? Then they can go on and do two separate things. I don't know where this is going. And I'm not going to lie, I really, really, really don't care that much about it. I don't know. Should be good, but other than that, it's fucking worthless. It's useless. No excitement. No. Same thing, every fucking pay-per-view. Nothing surrounding the women's championship. It's just there. It's just on the show. Yeah, we got to get a match together. Let's put these two together. John Moxley, last segment of the night. Uh, uh, by the way, uh, AEW is going to London, England next year. Melcher said around uh, summer 2023, uh, I may be, I may be going to London in the summer for this show, depending on where it is. And we're going to have one big fucking meet and greet and we're going to have old fashions and cold beverages. Okay. Maybe. Got to see what's going mm. on. So you got to see what the, the fucking, uh, the, the finances are by the time next year rolls around. Maybe the, uh, maybe the London crowd would be a little bit more livelier than the Connecticut crowd. I mean, I hope so. Connecticut, no wonder fucking people. No wonder people don't uh, live in Connecticut or don't like living in Connecticut. Where are they going? Are they going to go to the O2? filled fucking dump is uh, Connecticut. Are they going to lease the O2? Where are they going to go, man? I don't know. John Moxley. They, they, they need something huge. Uh, they'll probably do. Uh, doesn't he own a stadium out there? Probably. Probably. Probably go there. I don't know. John Moxley made his ring entrance. He said that he is the best pro wrestler on the planet, talks shit and backs it up. He says he has researched MJF and realized he is a good singer. 
He also said he learned he is exactly one win away, or he has one win in AEW the last six months. He beat my young boy, actually. He said he took a vacation after some embarrassing, that young boy, by the way, is uh, Wheeler Yuta. He said he took a vacation after some embarrassing Brian Pillman-like stuff. He said then someone handed his, uh, his ass a poker chip in the worst ending to a ladder match I have ever seen. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. He said now he's cashed it in for the world title. That's where we are right now. So forgive me if I'm not exactly shaking in my boots. Said MJF shows a perfectly curated version of himself to the fans, but he sees a kid playing the role of a pro wrestler. Nervous he won't live up to the hype. He said fans will see something very special at Full Gear. Said MJF isn't challenging him. He is challenging MJF to show him something. He asked him to show him why everyone thinks he's the future of the industry. Out comes Stokely Hathaway, Lee Moriarty, and the rest of the firm. They attack Mox and held Regal off. MJF walks out. He took out each member of the firm like he was fucking the Incredible Hulk. He kicked Morrissey below the belt. Ethan Page mistakenly kicked Morrissey. MJF kicked Ethan in the balls, and then he played to the crowd, which was a very mixed response, very indifferent was this Connecticut crowd to MJF. Nobody knows if he's a heel or a babyface or what to do when it comes to MJF. MJF told the firm to get out of Connecticut before he shoves his boot up Hathaway's ass. MJF said he saved Moxley because he doesn't want any member of his pissant fan club making excuses when he beats him at full gear. No dynamite diamond ring necessary. So you know you're going to see the dynamite diamond ring on Saturday night. He's gotten Regal's face, and then he said his goal when he got into pro wrestling was to become the best pro wrestler in the world. He told Moxley he knows he's in for the fight of his life, but he's not the same person Mox faced the first time that they went at it for the world title. He says he can make him bleed buckets and break his bones, but he won't stop. He said he needs that AEW belt more than he needs water, food, and oxygen. He said when he holds, or when, uh, when you hold that AEW title, that makes you the best wrestler on God's green earth, and it is my time. He says he heard Mox last week tell him he isn't the devil. He said the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. There you go. There's the clue that's going to hopefully unravel at full gear. He'll find out on Saturday that he is the devil himself. He then tried to close with his catchphrase, but Mike took, uh, Mox took the microphone away from him. Moxie said, you know, I never really saw what the big deal is with you anyway, but this weekend at Full Gear, you're going to find out. He told him if MJF doesn't find it himself, he's going to reach in and pull it out of him because it is my job. <coughs> Shoot. He asked MJF if, Saturday, if it's Saturday or Sunday. He mistakenly said Sunday. MJF said it's Saturday. Mox then said the training wheels come off at Full Gear, and William Regal was standing in between them as the show went off the air. I mean, Regal is going to hand, hand MJ, MJF the, the ring. You think so, give, huh? Regal is going to give MJF the ring to use on Moxley. Yeah, that'd be, the, that'd be the best way to do the turn right there. Uh, well, I hope you're correct, to be honest with you. I, I, think, we need, I think we need something um, here. I think we need uh, to solidify MJF as a heel. I don't know how we go about that. Uh, William Regal feels like he's... Uh, he hasn't had enough time in the Blackpool Combat Club, but does he really need to be with the Blackpool Combat Club? It's not going anywhere. No. It's not. They, it, it could be going somewhere. They can be doing a whole lot of shit with it, but they're not. So. It's going to be interesting. Uh, like I said, I hope full gear. L- l- listen, this has been very much mid-gear, okay? They, they, uh, they're coasting into full gear. Nothing seems overly exciting. I feel like Tony Khan is on autopilot. Uh, I, I do feel for Tony Khan at the end of the day. 
that plans that he had months ago, I'm sure, are now ruined because of what happened that all out. And right now he's operating on plan C, B, D, E, F, G, H, I, whatever the fuck the case is. Um, But it is something that I hope is a reset on Saturday night. And we get, you know, whatever Tony Khan had planned when MJF won the title, whatever we thought of then, hopefully we get it moving forward because right now it does feel like everything just seems like blah. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. I mean, you go watch Solomon Monster. It's in the fucking title of his video. Solomon Monster's a very intelligent guy. He said the same thing. It feels like fucking mid-gear. It feels like not so full gear. It's not full. It's half full. Yeah. No, I agree, man. It you normally get a you normally get a uh more of a, a I can't wait for this pay-per-view feeling when, when yeah. the AEW pay-per-views come up. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna watch this pay-per-view and I'm gonna enjoy it, I'm sure. But I don't have that feeling that, no. that I can't wait for this pay-per-view feeling. Hopefully, it, uh, listen, it's going to be a great show, no doubt about it. But I feel like uh, they could have done a lot better. And hopefully we do see a lot better when we get to uh, next week's Dynamite. But I appreciate you guys hanging out with us, man. You know, I have a problem. I only see 704 likes and there's 2,000 people in the OTS venue. Why? I don't know. I what is with the right stinginess here. of the likes? If you're in here. All you got to do is hit the fucking thumbs up. Seriously. Guys, if you hit the thumbs up, then AEW programming will get better. True story. I mean, if you hit the thumbs up, Tony Storm's going to show up on your doorstep. And not mine. If you hit the thumbs up, maybe JD's Call of Duty rank will be higher than mine. Maybe. Wait, no, that's not going to happen. Maybe. Don't worry, I got light level on you in Destiny. Don't worry about it. Who plays Destiny? No, Destiny's I do. Every the day. impact. Destiny's the impact of first-person shooters right now. Anyway, guys, hit that thumbs up. A thousand likes minimum. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. I uploaded an extra. I don't know if you guys like the new format of the extras, man. We're going with big stories only. So we talked about Gunther and Vince McMahon burying Gunther and sending him back down to NXT on yesterday's show. Today was all about Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is not going to AEW, guys. Mercedes is not going to AEW. So you guys can get that narrative out of your uh, your foggy minds. But I do think Mercedes is going to wrestle in Japan and then go back to WWE. That's just my take. Bro, Issa is at the fucking airport. Yeah. Feeding Roman in a fucking cup while he's in a bag. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with her? I don't know. I hope you're listening, Issa. Issa's great. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyway, guys, set that thumbs up. Super Chats are open. We're going to get them on in now. We're going to go through the Super Chats now. And also, memberships, man. Get them on in. Uh, You guys are uh, in for a treat if you become a member. So get those emotes and get those badges next to your name. And also, go check out Luchorillas. In collaboration with Off The Script, this fine T-shirt is now available on Luchorillas.com. Just type in JD from NY or Off The Script into the search box. And you are on your way to buying... A great new design, only available for three weeks. So make sure you guys go and get that and pick up your new T-shirt today. And I got new uh, ideas for T-shirts coming in the weeks to come as well as we are prepping my mother's basement as the new extension to the OTS venue, bro. We're having a speakeasy underneath the venue. It's going to be great. Anyway. Uh, let's uh, run through these Super Chats. Number one, we're going to start at the top. We're going to do Joseph Taylor, $5 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, your top five Randy Orton matches. Bro, I'm going to have to think about it. I'm going to have to get back to you, bro. I'm going to take a rant check. 
Ooh. I'm trying to think of my favorite one Randy Orton match. Mick Foley. Uh, I don't know. I got to think about that, too. Undertaker. John Cena. Triple H. No. My favorite Orton match. Edge. Christian. Christian. Chris, yes. Yes. What an yes. underrated fucking title program yes. that was, man. Holy shit. Yes. That's my favorite Randy Orton match. There you Randy. go. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. The Elite vs. Death Triangle. Five-star match. Should be. Lord Jake Coyle with a $2 super chat. Bridgeport, Connecticut gets two thumbs down. Absolutely, bro. You're being generous with only two thumbs down. To be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Tony Brown with a $199. He says, got my lick her license. Oh, my goodness. Tony Brown... Get your mind out of the gutter, bro. Oh, no. I hope Issa's not bringing Roman to the media scrum. Maybe she is. No. You don't want his teeth knocked out. David Singfield of the $5 Super Chat. AJ, the Grip Podcast. I believe Elite was producing shows because since they left, the shows have been blah. You may be right, bro. I don't know. I don't know what their uh, position is backstage. Good point. It's a good point. Omega Khan with a $50 super chat. Just want to show my appreciation. My heart has no damage. Close to 100% healthy, and my birthday is this weekend. Thank you, JD and Jesse and OTS for being there. Just being alive to see 35 is a great gift for me. Just stay awesome, OTS. Omega Khan, you are getting a round of applause, brother, for that. That is excellent news. Awesome. Love it. Prayer emojis for Omega Khan in the chat, everybody. P-Mac with a $10 super chat. Well, Julia Hart, Sky Blue, can have a five-star match like Sasha Bailey. Love Jade, but she says some of the dumbest things. The whole AEW ladies locker room can have a five-star match giving the chance. Ha-ha. Bro, I don't think there's anybody in that locker room that can deliver a five-star match on the regular outside of maybe one or two women. Hi, Brittany. Do you want to know who I think could deliver a five-star match? Tony Storm, Serena Deeb, Serena Athena. Deeb. There's three, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna include I'm gonna include Sheeta in there, and, and, and maybe Jamie Hader. Five, five women. Uh, okay. Sorry, Brett. Sorry. Hi, Maybe a four. Maybe a four. She brought she brought a five-star match. Uh, not, not really a five-star, a four-star match with Thunder Rosa, right? First one. Didn't they get didn't they get five stars? Did they? I don't know. Did Meltzer get five? I think they did. Well, there you I go. Maybe, so. you, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, you can't have a five-star match by yourself. So Thunder Rosa, Britt Bakers, but Serena Deeb. God, all day long. Nick Williams with the seven months. Thank you, brother. Jesus, it's been seven months already. My goodness. Almost a year being a regular here. Thank you guys for making me welcomed to the OTS family. Yeah, brother, listen, man. You're a VIP in my book, brother. Thank you so much. Mike NY with a two-dollar super chat. MJF pulling rock Survivor Series 98 turn. Maybe. But let's not compare MJF to the rock. Okay? No, no need. Brandon Hudgens with a three-month. No message. Thank you, Brandon. Hockey fan, once again. A hockey nerd fan with a $100 Super Chat. Thank you again, brother. I appreciate you very much. Nick Williams also with a $100 bomb. Thank you, gentlemen. 
VIPs are both. Hollywood guy with a five dollar super chat. One question: Why is there a ranking system if you can get title shots by just beating the champ? That is WWE booking, uh, bro. That, I don't think they've updated their ranking system since August. Yeah, I think they they quit. They quit that. They, they, they admitted failure in the ranking system. Uh, Gavin Deeth with an Australian five dollar super chat. Do you think the NWA Lucky Seven rule would work for the TNT and TBS titles, given the importance in both titles? I, listen, man, I. I I think the lucky seven rule is pretty good, meaning that you win seven straight matches as, as TNT champion, and if you want a title shot at the world title, you can give up your title for a number one contendership for the world title. I, I, I think that that kind of works in some capacity, but I don't know if AEW would, uh, would adopt that and do that with the TNT title. I don't know. It, 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 could, it could work if they wanted it to, but I don't know. Jaxo. DT needs to win the match versus the Elite, and the Elite do not need the Trios championships. I agree. Jaxo with a $10 super chat. Tony Khan has booked himself into a corner with the TNT championship match since none of them in that match can lose. Yeah. You know who's going to lose. Will Hobbs is going to lose. And he's going to be pinned by Wardlow. Edmund Van Buren with a 499. If you put Omega in a singles match against MJF, who wins? Because MJF should have the belt and can Omega take an L and still look strong? Of course he can. It's fucking Omega. Yeah. And it's MJF. So Meltzer gave Brittany and Thunder Rosa 4.7 stars. There you go. Almost. Almost, bro. It seems like he just wanted to be be sure to say you didn't give me a five star match. Almost, almost. Hey, listen, man, keep trying. Not quite keep there trying. yet. Not quite there yet. L. Fwen with five thousand in Chilean pesos. JD Jesse, thanks for all the support. Sally, my mother passed away last Monday. I'm grateful for the OTS family. Wish you the best, everyone, everybody, every single one in the chat, man. Throw up those prayer emojis for L. Fwen. Thoughts and prayers with you, brother. Ricardo Nunez with a $20 Super Chat. JD, do you remember the match AR Fox and Strickland had in Lucha Underground? Yes, I do. I forgot the name of the match, but it was fucking crazy. Hopefully, it can still be seen somewhere. I'm sure you can watch Lucha Underground on a paid subscription service somewhere, bro. 2B, maybe, or one of those, one of them non-existent ones. Lucha Underground needs to come back. Bro. That shit was great. That was great. Well, the more all those stars, all the stars are in AEW now. Though. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, what about a Lucha Underground faction? AEW. Then we can have ROH versus AEW versus Lucha Underground. No, thank you. Okay, next Super Chat. Richard H. with a five-month. Is it just me or does MJF also look completely miserable in the current booking of his character? Looks more like MJF on the podcasts that we see than in the ring. Yeah. I wouldn't I say he looks miserable. I say he looks uncomfortable because yeah. this is not his natural element. Yeah. Jackson with the $10 super jab. This Jade and Nyla feud is trash. And we all know Nyla is going to lose. Yes. What you said, Jackson. Ulysses is getting Usi with a $5 super jab. I personally think since Tony Khan took full control and took power away from the elite and Cody left. It ain't been as great as it was and could be. 
Uh, it's not by coincidence, man, that uh, when Cody left, things have kind of gone downhill. And maybe the elite were uh, a little bit more of a factor than we all realized. Because the shows have definitely not been as good with them gone. If uh, we you, start to pick up after this Saturday, we definitely know why. Yeah. Ulysses, $10 Super Chat. Wrestling in general the last two months has been unexciting for me personally speaking. Besides MJF, Seth Rollins, The Bloodline, War Games, and looking at EO's fine physique, it's nothing must watch to me. Ah, fucking EO, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, could, I sense it in the community, too, man. The, the, like, the live stream audiences have gone down. Uh, the the uh, video views have gone down. We just need WrestleMania season to pick back up, bro. It's, it comes in waves. It is what it is. Everybody goes through a fucking slow, uh, slow, you know, point. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. Jade would get exposed by Bianca Belair. Yes, she would. Edder Augustamar with a $4 Super Chat. AJD, Jesse, keep doing the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Donald Kak. Kaxa. 1999 Super Chat. No message. Thank you, Donald. And Donald becomes a new member. Thank you, Donald. What the fuck are you drinking, Donald? Thank you, man. Uh, Steven Vandelli, my boy Steven Vandelli here. $20 Super Chat. Imagine following a wrestler from day one to becoming a huge fan of theirs and finally getting to see that wrestler live in a BK Wrestling, in BK Wrestling, in a match for the first time, and they get hurt. Sending healing vibes out to Abaddon. Well, Vandelli, what this tells me is that you're a bad omen. He jinxed Abaddon. You jinxed Abaddon, bro. I seen that Vandelli. picture too, man. That was uh, that was good, man. I was happy for you, man. I, I, I said to myself, "Look at this fucking guy, man, Vandelli beating Abaddon, bro." Did she know who you were? Oh, he got I a picture with her. Yeah. No way. Yeah, she almost ate his face too. Oh, is it is it on Twitter? Is it on Twitter? Yeah, it's on his Twitter. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna look at it. Uh, Omni Entertainment with a $10 Super Chat. Tony wants praise for standing up for a new pro wrestling company. Fine, but don't forget that there was this little company called TNA ran by another wrestling fan in Dixie Carter. TK, hire a booker. Yes, he needs to hire a creative team. He should. He really, really, really should. Alcora, Strangely Lee, $4.99 Super Chat. Hey, JD, will you wish my father, Roy, a happy birthday? Also ask Tanea why she's scared to take an L. Much love to the tribal chief of the IWC. Roy, happy fucking birthday, and I hope your beverage is extra ice cold. And Tanea, don't be scared of taking L's, man. Don't be like Jade, please. Just take an L and accept it, okay? That's an awesome pick, Vandelli. And he said they knew who he was. That's awesome, man. Excellent. Congrats. American rock star Patrick Palmer with a five-month super chat. I don't know if this can work, but can we start a hashtag TK hire a booker? No. No, I will not start such hashtags. I may get called out by others in the company. I don't want to do that. Oh, you can't have an opinion. Brandon Oak. Oh, no, 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 not Brandon Oak. Branch Oak, 199 super chat. Who would in a match with Jesse versus Larry the Who would win in a match? Jesse versus Larry the Dog. I'm going with, absolutely with Larry. I'm not fighting Larry. I got my own dog to whoop Larry's ass. My fucking dog will eat Larry, dude. Larry is a beast, bro. 
from what that I was told. German Shepherd will eat Larry and shit him out. Blue Lantern says Goldberg is Mount Rushmore. No, he is absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. Okay. Sarit Mohanty with a 179. I don't know what type of currency this is, but uh, thank you, Sarit. Any New Japan stars surprised the entrances in the Royal Rumble? No. Now, Jay White will not be in the Royal Rumble. I've seen this fake Royal Rumble line sheet going around. Man, you, you guys are gullible, man. This thing had CM Punk in the Royal Rumble. Are you fucking serious? The only believable thing that was on this fake line sheet was Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble, which I can absolutely see. Yeah, Cody's winning and going to fucking Monday Night Raw, man. Joseph Taylor with a $3 super chat. I can see Riho and Serena having a five-star match. I'm a... You say Riho? Riho. You sure he didn't misspell Sheeta? No, he said Riho. She was not a typo. He meant she. No, 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 no. He said Riho. R I H O. Riho. Let me take my autocorrect. Because Riho might come out Sheeta by. I mean, wait a minute. That makes no sense. I think he meant. I think he meant Sheeta, bro. I think he meant Sheeta. Confirm. He meant Sheeta. Mega Haogi with a $10 super chat. Looking forward to watching you on Monday and Wednesdays, JD. The fact that all the buildup from all meant nothing. And everything has been on the fly. It has hurt AEW. Hopefully, the elites can help. Everything feels on the fly, bro. Uh, there's no sense of urgency in the company. Do we get None. BTE back now? Maybe. Jesus Christ, man. I'm sure they have uh, plenty of content. Yeah. Richard with a $2 super chat. Next, we need a Chi-Town Rilla shirt. Five tacos. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know who's going to buy a Jesse t-shirt, but maybe someday in the future. Hey, hey. Somebody would. <laughs> I don't know. And Bushi Clementine with the final super chat. Final super chat. If I give a like, will Jesse's tacos actually be good? For real, though. Enjoy your evening and have a great night. Thank you, Bushi. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bushi. Guys, we are about to get out of here, man. We are uh, about to head out and hit the highway, and I'm about to uh, jump on some Modern Warfare 2 and continue leveling up my battle pass. Because I have uh, a couple hours before I actually get sleepy. And maybe I'll make myself a nice gin and tonic. I don't know. How many pages did you open up? How many pages of what? Of the battle pass. I didn't know there were multiple pages. Not the pages, but the the segment, the, the piece. Oh, well, I had 60-some-odd coins for pre-ordering the game. So I opened up like four or five of them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Too. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, Next time you see me, man, depending on the news, I may be uh, back with an extra tomorrow. Uh, we'll see what's going on. Um, other than that, you'll see me back on Friday, and then Jesse will be with me live on Saturday for the full gear review. Hopefully we don't... Uh, I'm sure we'll be going live around midnight because that's uh, usually what Tony Khan does, but Jesse will be with me on the post-show Saturday, and you'll see me live on Friday. Make sure hey, you guys follow if I'm me. In a good mood, if I'm in a good mood and it's a good show, maybe I'll give away some PlayStation 5 raffle tickets. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Right here on this show. Well, make sure you guys follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go follow Jesse, Chi-Town Smart on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Thank you guys for the super chat love. Thank you for the new members and the recommitments to the VIP club. And go check out today's extra, man. Really, 
really cool stuff about Sasha Banks. I think you guys will get a kick out of it, and I'll give you guys my opinion on where Mercedes is going to end up before she inevitably goes back to the WWE, but I'm going to need those ace emojis in the chat. I'm going to need those rock on emojis in the chat, and I'm going to need, when you hear that guitar solo come on, I'm going to need that music on max. Guys, if no extra tomorrow, you'll see me back live on Friday for SmackDown right here on Off The Script. I'll see you guys later.